0: Are you as firing up as me, man? Oh, I've been waiting to join the mobile infantry since I got out of school. I am ready to bring the fight to these arachnids, man.
1: It is pretty cool. And there are a lot of pretty buff soldiers here. I got to admit, it's not a bad idea to join here.
0: (laughs) Hey, and I mean, uh, the co-ed showers. That's my thing, man. When I heard about that, I was like, whoo, let me
1: where do I sign? And how many
0: years can I sign up for?
1: That is true, but remember, you want to keep your eye—you know—eye contact with everyone. I know it's going to be hard, no pun intended. But you know, <laughs> stay focused as we enter.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know what though? I actually got this uh, thing in the mail, um, and down there it makes me look like a Ken doll. So you know.
1: <laughs> well, that's good. It's. I'm glad you were planning ahead. Yeah. I'm actually excited about. Joining because I know that once you finish your your service, that you get like money for school and stuff. And I'm excited to actually become a proctologist once I get out of this career.
0: Ah, how did I have you figured for a proctologist? I mean,
1: I don't know this. You no know, if no if ands or buts about it, I guess I just want to be a proctologist. Yeah, you
0: know, there's well, there's no if ands, but there's
1: certainly buts. I hope. <laughs> anyway, so I got us okay. So listen, I don't want either one of us getting like a weird funky foot thing going on. So I got a sh- uh, these flip-flops for the shower. So I got you a pair and I got me a pair. Okay. How'd you know my size? Wow. I kind of guessed. We've been friends for a while, so I just guessed at the size. That's pretty and good. Then, yeah, and then I got you this monogram towel. Oh, sweet. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: And then here I got you this this soap on the rope. Oh, yeah. Let me just take
0: uh, put it around my neck.
1: like a- That way you won't lose it.
0: Yeah, like a flavor flaved necklace.
1: Right. <laughs> and you're rocking it in the communal shower. Yeah. Hey where where's your soap, man? I will not need a bar of soap. <laughs> On a rope.
0: Oh, oh, okay, I got you. Ah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. You're gonna see uh you're gonna see how many people break eye contact.
1: I'm gonna see how many people I can force to break eye contact, if you know what I mean.
0: Ah uh, okay. okay, so okay. you're actually down. You're actually going to uh, teach them how to become proctologists, huh?
1: <laughs> One can only hope.
0: <laughs> I see. Oh, we're coming up on it now.
1: Here we go. All right. Oh, there's a line, and they're just all heading in there. How exciting. Yeah, everybody's... So...
0: I've never seen more people excited to take a shower in my life.
1: I haven't either. And actually, there's not a single unattractive person here. No. Why is everybody so pretty? I don't know. They're like ungodly pretty, aren't they? Yeah. There, there is not an ugly one in the bunch. No, not at all. Well, that one over there, if he smiles, he's kind of got like
0: almost xenomorph
1: teeth going on. Holy, yeah. He, he looks like oh. Gary
0: Busey a little bit.
1: He does, just a little bit, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm sure he's a pretty cool guy.
0: Yeah. I'm sure we'll get along with everybody just fine. I'm sure we will, too. I'm sure we will.
1: Just keep eye contact.
0: Okay. Well, see, you screwed it up now. I can't, I'm looking at your butt. <sighs> can't stop.
1: I think it's the back tattoo with the arrow pointing down. It might be that, yeah,
0: because it's like the arrow is just telling me to look right there.
1: Well, I did get it done right before we enlisted because, you oh, know, I heard about the shower. You know, I got one on my arm,
0: death from above, but I didn't get one on my butt.
1: <laughs> I was really tempted to have it say death from below, but I thought that would be too much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that might scare some potential suitors away, I think
1: it might one never knows one never knows all right well i oh, so it's gone oh i'll see you in a minute Put,
0: hey where did he go holy shit mark is fast in every age there is a cause worth fighting for But in the future, the greatest threat to our survival will not be man
1: at all. Hey, Kitten, what's going on? It's war! We're going to war!
0: Now, the youth of tomorrow must travel across the stars to defend our world.
1: We are a generation commanded by fate to defend humankind.
0: Everyone fights. No one quits. We are going in with first wave. You smash the entire area. You kill anything that has more than two legs. You get me? We get you, sir! But they will face an enemy more devastating than any ever imagined
1: here it, come! Mom! Incoming! Lady, lady, this is what you're We're under attack, so We need retrieval now. Someone made a damn mistake. No! The Bugs laid a trap for us, didn't they? Ah! TriStar Pictures
0: takes you to the front lines of the next frontier. Kill them all! Starship Troopers.
1: All right, so judging from that trailer that you just heard, it is quite obvious that we are going to be on a galactic journey with uh, Mr. Paul Verhoeven, with 1997 starship troopers
0: that's right and goddamn if it isn't a fantastic voyage from start to finish
1: totally and i am mark and this is your other host i'm rob yep and we are glad you joined us on this episode of midnight mass creature cast um where we cover all things creepy and spooky if it involves creatures or monsters we're all on board Mm -hmm.
0: and uh this might be a little too sci-fi for some but i think it's the perfect fit for this show actually.
1: Oh, I totally agree. And I, mm, it's still pretty horrifying to be attacked by giant bugs from space. I don't know yeah, what it
0: is. It is. And you know what? There is a lot of, um, uh, limbs being chopped off and bodies being flung about. And.
1: Oh, it's gore city. Before. Yeah. It's like quite, quite a bit. Yeah. So gore city. If you, if you're steering away from this, because you're just like, I only do horror you might be doing yourself a disservice on this one you may want to check it out seriously please folks
0: yeah i i think uh you know you know we're, at the end of the movie of course we're going to do our recommendations but i mean i i would go out on a limb and say i highly recommend this film that you see it if you have not
1: oh please do yeah i'm seriously folks seriously seriously i think that you will be pleasantly surprised with it i really do um now uh as far as the director, it's Paul Verhoeven, and uh, he's Dutch. Uh, are you familiar with? I bet you are, but I'm going to ask the same way because I love to do this to you. Are you mm-hmm. familiar with the director, his, work, his um,
0: work? I believe he is the director of RoboCop. Is that correct?
1: You are so correct on that. Okay. Um, and he's also the director of Total Recall. Total Recall. All right. Um, with your with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sharon Stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, now from the seventies now, okay. So he, he, he's Dutch. So he did some films, um, in and, you know, in his native country first before coming over here. And I'm actually familiar with, uh, he did a film called Spedders from 80 that I had Rutger Hauer in it. He actually worked with Rutger Hauer a lot from the hitchhiker, um, blonde. Oh, he's in Blade Runner. He was one of the androids in Blade Runner. Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: Um, yeah, I did. I saw Blade Runner, but it was so long ago, I can't really recall, you know, who, okay. who played okay. who.
1: Okay. If you if I had a picture to show you of Rutger Hauer, I'm almost 110% sure that you would know exactly who I was talking about. Um, but they had a very close relationship. He was the one that was in Flesh and Blood, which I love so much, um, with Jennifer Jason Leigh. Um, he directed that as well. Uh, he did Basic Instinct uh, with Sharon Stone, my all-time favorite showgirls with Elizabeth Berkley. Um, Hey, that's that one's my favorite, too, for different (laughs) reasons, of course. I bet. I bet. Um, And then we've talked about this before, but he also worked with uh, Kevin Bacon on Hollow Man.
0: Oh, yeah, we did talk about that. Mm -hmm.
1: And if you are a fan of nunsploitation like I am, he did Benedetta in 2021. Um, So that's his kind of like just real quick. Filmography um, basically shortened up, but that's Mr. Verhoeven Hmm. and um, the book was actually written by Robert A. Heinlein. I think I hope, I hope I'm saying his name correct. Yeah, um, wasn't Heinlein a-
0: the one who wrote The the Invasion of the Body Snatchers?
1: Are you going to do this to me, really? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I am I might be getting this mixed up, but I thought he was famous for Invasion of the Body Snatchers.
1: Okay, that I do not know. I only know that he actually um, is from Missouri, which is where I'm from. So oh, I just okay. give that shout out there. Um, now I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, going to look that up, actually, because I hate being wrong now. And You I'm look ri- that
1: up while I ramble. How about that? Yeah, I'll uh, do that. Now, his book, Starship Troopers, was actually very pro-war, but Mr. Verhoeven took upon the project because he wanted to actually make his film like anti-military, uh, show like anti-fascist, uh, um, and it was almost like a uh, subversive way of doing that. Um, I think a lot of people, especially in America, maybe didn't take it that way. Um, but other countries definitely saw what he was trying to do. Um, and then the effects, which I think are amazing in the film, actually came from uh, Phil Tippett, who uh, is the founder of the Tippett Studio in Sony Pictures. Um, the year that this came out was also the year of James Cameron's Titanic. And unfortunately, Titanic walked away with the Oscar. Unless yeah. you love Titanic, then you would disagree with me. But I, I, to me, <laughs> well, <laughs> these bugs beat out a ship, ta- uh, a ship uh, tanking and sinking into the water. They
0: do. They uh, really do. And yeah. you know, I've told you my uh, trauma with Titanic, and my girlfriend, you know, constantly asking me to watch that with her. So, <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, I would rather have watched Starship Troopers, or or at least tried to force her to watch Starship Troopers.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, no joke. Yeah. Um, But the cool thing about Mr. Tippett, real quick, um, he worked on a lot of cool stuff that, like I love. From the seventies, he did the Crater Lake Monster and Piranha, which I'm hoping you've seen Piranha. Oh, I have. Okay. Um, In the eighties, he did uh, like The Empire Strikes Back, Howard the Duck. Uh, Mm He also did House Two, the second story.
0: Okay, yeah, Howard Mm -hmm. the Duck. We're we're eventually gonna get to Howard.
1: Oh, I would love that. And then he's actually worked on all three RoboCop films. Um, he did Jurassic Park. He worked on Tremors 2 Aftershocks and The Haunting. My um, goodness. Yeah. And then in 2000, uh, <laughs> he did Evolution with David Duchovny. Which oh, I, one of my, oh shit. See, oh, yeah,
0: that's he, in 2000, but I really, we're going to have to do a bonus show about Evolution, I think.
1: We'll call it David Duchovny's butt because he <laughs> drops the in that. Um, and then he did, I, I just have to say this, but he did the Twilight films. And then he most recently, and if you've not seen this, I really recommend it to people. It's called mad God. It's actually streaming on shutter right now. It's also available on physical formats, but it's a really cool movie. Um, It took years and years and years to make, but it's an amazing film. It's called mad God.
0: Okay. I should uh, check that
1: out. Tip it. So did you figure out
0: uh, Mr. Heinlein's? Uh, uh, I did. And I was a little bit off. Uh. Robert A. Heinlein did The Puppet Masters, which,
1: um, kind
0: of like Invasion of the
1: Body Snatchers, but, you know. Yes. So, okay, I'm going to do this to you now. Is that the one that Donald Sutherland? That is, uh, yes. Oh, okay, okay. And have you seen that movie? Oh, I have. I like that one.
0: So Heinlein did the book in 1951, um, and then The Puppet
1: Masters came out, what, in the 80s, I think? I think so, too. Yes, I believe. I believe. If not, it's early 90s. Okay. I think it's the 80s, but if not, it's, I mean, it's not like a 2000 film or anything like that. I think what you meant to say is Robert Heinlein may have actually seen the cover of Invasion of the Body Standard.
0: Why, that book came out way before the 50s?
1: No, just he didn't write it. But he probably has at one point in life seen the cover of it. And that way, you. you
0: know, oh, so, yeah. Okay. Let yeah.
1: me help you cover. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Maybe. Yeah, that, that could be it.
1: Yeah, but anyway, so that's uh, kind of a little bit of background before we jump into Starship Troopers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so anyway, but I do love Mr. Verhoeven so very, very much. He, I, To me, he's like a very prolific director. He is like really influenced, especially for being Dutch. He is, his uh, filmography has left such an indelible mark on American movies. Um, he really has put out a lot of really cool things that I think will be talked about for pre- like decades to come, so I think a lot of this director, okay, so um we basically start off the movie, um and all through the movie, there's these little like uh they're almost like little propaganda short films, yeah,
0: and <laughs> I love that because um, I hope that we would get into this when I nope. was watching it last night, uh, uh-huh. I hadn't seen this movie in I'd say maybe twenty years.
1: Oh, seriously. Okay. I find myself watching this one a lot, actually.
0: I'll be honest with you. Well, in the, like in the nineties, I was watching it all the time. And then I kind of just dropped off. Mm -hmm. But when I approached this again, it was like watching a completely different movie or from a completely different perspective, because I did notice like all the propaganda on TV. And it's like, we're doing our part. Are you doing yours? You know, Mm -hmm. that whole thing. And it was like, wow, there is like, There is a pervasive message throughout this entire film, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's just like it's almost like watching They Live uh, from an 80s perspective and then watching it again, um, you know, and you get the message now, whereas you didn't get it before.
1: Right. Correct. And I think that going back to like our director, because like, you know, as a youngster, he was actually Nazis were very prevalent with him growing up so he was exposed to the whole propaganda thing okay yeah so i think that kind of bleeds over into this particular film
0: yeah well Um, even in robocop i mean there there is a lot of like things little uh glimpses that you see during the first robocop
1: and he actually um in interviews has talked about that how he kind of expounded on that premise with this film yeah So yeah awesome that you brought that up yes totally exactly
0: you can feel almost as like a spiritual
1: successor Mm-hmm. Yes, I totally agree with you. Yep, I, t- I, yes, I totally agree with you. They almost make really good like uh, companion pieces.
0: I think so. Yeah,
1: one? yeah. I would do a double feature of this easily. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, most definitely. Exactly. Exactly. Um, uh. So, but basically, and these are intercut throughout the film. These like little like video break things that the from the federal network that they show these propaganda things. Um, this one lets us know about like you said, like join the military it also tells us about the bug attacks and how they're like actually uh meteors that's how they they attack um it's the uh uh, was it klandathu yeah klandathu Yep. Mm -hmm. and then i love this (laughs) because we get the reporter who's actually attacked by a bug (laughs) and the guy keeps filming filming i love it so much yes uh and this is our first look at rico at the time we don't really know much about who rico is and and he warns us that we got to get out of here, and then the just the camera goes to static. Yep, and then uh, it's one year earlier in the film.
0: Yeah, which is interesting how they didn't introduce the main characters right away. The film started off with like the pieces of propaganda and mm-hmm. knowing, like uh, you know, you didn't get introduced to the main
1: characters right off the bat. Yeah, no, I I do love how this is done. I. I don't know if I should talk about this now or later. The characters to me and I don't I am not saying this is a bad thing. They feel very almost uh cardboard and superficial, but I think it's on purpose.
0: Yeah, I do think that they're supposed to be that way um because it, none of All right, the the way that I'm seeing it, like especially when I watched the film last night, uh just seeing the way that, like, the propaganda is used, and mm-hmm. those little those little pieces that they got, I think it's supposed to be almost a parody of like the times that we're living in or we're living in, and then it's like this false utopia that is actually not very civilized when you when you get down to brass tacks,
1: right? And these people, well, I sh- we should talk about, I guess who they are, and then kind of a little bit more. But because uh, it's populated by beautiful people, like the film is just like one gorgeous person after the next.
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and I guess our first like stunner of a handsome man is Michael Ironsides, who plays um, the teacher uh, that we're introduced to.
0: <laughs> I will never forget him because my first introduction to him was Nancy's father, as you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um. Am I correct? Is that
1: Nancy or? You aren't. Oh, geez. God damn it. Look at that. No, that's okay. Um, And if you had not said that, I could have told you who that is. is in a fucking thousand today. (laughs) That is the dreamy. He's so dreamy. He has a, what is his name? Oh my God, Rob, if you had not told me this. um, Oh my gosh. Uh, I could see his face. Let me type this in really quick because I, I know the man's name. Anyway, um, no, what we're actually talking about is Michael Ironsides, who I know him from. Um, Scanners is the main thing. John, uh, David Cronenberg's Scanners.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I yes. did see that. Now, why am I thinking of him as
1: being in Nightmare on Elm Street? I, that I do not know. Um, we will talk about Nightmare on Elm Street too a little later. Oh, John Saxon! John Saxon is is Nancy's dad. John Saxon. Oh my yeah. God! The I dreamy, got issues. <laughs> dreamy John Saxon. Yes, he has like basically a carpet for a chest. Yeah, um, but anyway, that's uh that's who Nancy's father is, not Michael Ironside. Um, I'm wow, sorry to have
0: to I, I have got serious problems. Oh, look at that me, because he does look like a young Michael Ironside. <laughs>
1: um, I, but he's.
0: Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go, go, go. I really have issues. I'm just saying, like, (laughs) never don't don't ever ask me for movie trivia unless I've got it right in front of my face,
1: because that's why we're here. We balance each other out. Yeah, we are a duo. (laughs) Um, But uh, he plays their teacher, Dr. Uh, Raz or professor, uh, Professor Razak. Uh, He was in um, *Visiting Hours, which I don't know if you ever saw that. It's one of my favorite 80s slashers. Uh, It's got uh, William Shatner in it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, I did not see that.
1: Um, and then he was in Hello, uh, Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2.
0: Okay, I did see that one.
1: Did you really? Okay, mm-hmm. now this one, I'm, oh, I'm so torn whether you saw it or whether you didn't. And I almost, I'm going to say you did. Uh, it's Watchers from 88 with Corey Hain. Oh, we talked about this one before. Okay, I thought, I thought so. Okay. And then, of course, he was in um, Total Recall. And now, did you ever see The Vagrant with Bill Paxton? Mm, that doesn't ring a bell okay he was in that and if people love that it's actually going to be released uh just in a little bit from arrow video um and then he was in turbo kid from 20 uh, 2015 which is an amazing film and i say apple forever and if you've seen the movie people will know what i'm saying um and but he was also uh dark seed in Harley Quinn, the most recent cartoon um adaptation of that cartoon character
0: sweet i still have to catch up on the cartoon
1: yeah but anyway that's Mr. Ironside. And he's their professor. And this is kind of where we get introduced to, I guess, our love triangle, you would call it. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. The, the, okay. um, like
0: that old Jay Giles band song. You love her, but she loves him and he loves somebody else you just
1: can't win. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, do we owe royalties on that now that you've done that?
0: No, because I didn't sing it.
1: Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because I'm going broke. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, man we we've been having to pay money to, you know, just to have people listening to the show. <laughs>
1: right. Out the wazoo. Um, so we get Rico who is of course Casper van Dien. Um, and in incredi- like again, an incredibly handsome person. Uh, he was in modern vampires, um, Tarzan in the lost city. He played Tarzan in that one. Did you ever see, uh, Tim Burton's sleepy hollow? I did. Okay. So he was Bram von Brunt in that one, which I love that, uh, Adaptation of uh, Sleepy Hollow. Um, He also did Slayer from 2006, a vampire one. Mm, I might
0: have seen it. I am not too certain on the title, though.
1: Okay. All right. And then uh, he also uh, reprised his character um, in uh, some later Starship Trooper movies, some as a voice, some as the actual person.
0: Mm, Yeah, I wasn't really too big on the uh, sequels.
1: No, so do you just want to do that really quick and get out of the way? Yeah, let's get that out of the way. Okay, so we've got, um, I guess, uh, Starship Troopers 2, Hero of the Federation was 2004. Then we got Starship Troopers 3, Marauder was 2008. Uh, And then we got Starship Troopers Invasion from 2012. And then we've got Starship Troopers Traitor of Mars from 2017. And that's pretty much, not counting video games or anything, that just pretty much is the film's... uh, after this one.
0: Which um, one was the animated film?
1: I think there were two. Um, oh, okay. Let me see here if I can figure that out from my notes. I'm pretty sure that Traitors of Mars was animated. Okay. Um, mm, oh, okay. Okay, so Invasion and Traitors of Mars were, I believe, the animated ones. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so the later two were... Um, the animated ones and the other ones were, uh, actual people. Yeah. And,
0: um, let's see, it was hero of the Federation. I think that I had watched and I was like, Oh, they just killed the franchise for me. Um, I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, this movie doesn't need a sequel.
1: No, not at all. Not at all. Well, actually that second one that you were talking about, there's no one from this one that returned. They didn't, uh, the people didn't return until, or well, um, Casper didn't return until the third one, and the director d- wasn't on this, right? No, actually, Mr. Verhoeven has never done a sequel to anything. Um, at one point, he was asked about this one, and he said he he had thought about doing a sequel. Uh, I, I actually, with this with this film, he said um, he was thinking about doing a sequel. He wanted to see how this one would go theatrically, um, and he said if if he was going to do a sequel, it wouldn't be right away. It would take him three or four years to come up with like a concept that he thought would be worthy of a sequel, but that never came to fruition.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I can see why, because like he pretty much did everything with this film.
1: Oh yeah. You don't know. You don't. I mean, it would just be, um, I, honestly, I think probably more of the same. Yeah. Or rear window.
0: Now I did see that, but it's been so long.
1: <laughs> that was a, that was a reference to, was it the third mimic where it's just basically rear window with cockroaches.
0: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. See, I try to forget the second and third <laughs> version of mimic.
1: You blocked those from me. I'm yeah. sorry. I, all those uh, all those hours of therapy, I've just dredged that all up. I know, right? The trauma yeah. returns, right? Um, well, wasn't that mimic two? The trauma returns. Yeah, mimic like oh. mimic two. The trauma returns. Yeah. Right. Right. Anyway, so that's Mr. Van Dien, and then uh, he is in love, and his actual girlfriend. Girlfriend. I'm doing air quotes that no one can see. Girlfriend. <laughs> Um, is Carmen, who's played by the incredibly, almost Barbie doll beautiful, Denise Richards.
0: She's like alien kind of beautiful.
1: She's like the most beautiful person. I was actually, uh, Walt and I were talking this morning, and I'm like, and I do not mean this uh, uh, negatively towards her, but she looks like she should always play the characters that she does, like kind of very privileged. Uh, kind of shallow. You know what I mean? She, but she's like perfect for the roles that she accepts. I mean, she just plays them so well. Mm-hmm. And the look she has just goes hand in hand with it. Um, now, did you ever see Tammy and the T-Rex? Uh, no. Okay. That's kind of a fun one. She was in that one. That was like 94. And then. She was in a Bond movie, right? Oh yes, she was. She was. In, that was the world is not enough. Okay, yeah, I anytime. I did
0: see that. Oh, I saw Wild Things. Yeah, she was in that.
1: Oh, that was with uh, Nev Campbell, Matt Dillon, and uh, Kevin Bacon's sausage. Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I think she was in. I really see. I'm only looking at a couple of films here, but I think she was in another one where she played. Uh, now, did you ever see the the Legend of Pootie Tang? <laughs> Are you talking to me? Yes,
1: I'm talking oh, to you. No, I have never seen the Lesley <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I asking, think she played the, that on air. I, Tang.
0: <laughs> I think she played the white woman in there, but I'm not hundred percent sure. So I'm going to look gotcha. it up right now.
1: <laughs> gotcha. Now, I did you ever see Drop Dead Gorgeous? Uh no, I did oh, not. It's got her and Kirsten Dunst, and it's shot kind of like a like a documentary. It's a mockumentary, basically about these two girls. Vying for a title in a in a uh, like teen beauty pageant, it is so incredibly funny, and I I mean that like I I would like recommend anyone watch this. It is such dark comedy. It's hysterical. um It's just so funny. That's from ninety nine.
0: Kind of like uh, Death Becomes Her, huh? Almost, you know, it's a dark comedy.
1: Sort of, but that one's got more of a. Uh, this one has no like uh, supernatural or anything to it. This is just really twisted humor. Okay.
0: Um, oh, you know slow. what? I got mixed up. Uh, she was not in Pootie Tang. She was in Undercover Brother from 2002, where she okay. played the uh, White Devil Lady. Um oh, okay. And no, I'm not being racist, but I just remember her being in a movie with a guy with an afro, and I got that. I got the movies mixed up. So. Okay. Gotcha.
1: <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. But and yeah. Then, now, did you ever see Valentine? I know you're not a big slasher fan, but did you ever see Valentine? In 2001 is that the
0: one with uh what's his name the the guy who played angel and buffy the vampire slayer
1: i think it is yes the
0: david Bo- wears, david like, boreanas yeah
1: like a cherub baby mask yes
0: it. i okay i did yeah. see that movie yeah yep. yeah
1: and he uh, like and he
0: had agoraphobia so he would always have nosebleeds and everything yeah exactly
1: yes yes yeah. yes, yes spoiler alert yeah yes <laughs> and then uh <laughs> She did Scary Movie 3. I don't know if you've watched any of those, but she was in that one. I've seen a couple of them, but I can't remember which ones. And I'm not really recommending this because, much like you said about this movie, the original Blue Lagoon needed no sequels. Um, But she was in Blue Lagoon The Awakening, which was a 2012 TV movie. (laughs) (laughs)
0: The Awakening. I remember.
1: (laughs) I remember the original Blue Lagoon. Oh my God! I wanted to. <laughs> I want. I wanted to murder Brooke Shields and take her place with Christopher <laughs> Atkins on the Blue Lagoon.
0: Oh man, like oh. that is some. We're dating ourselves with that one
1: seriously. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Blue Lagoon. Yeah, I think you and I should just do a podcast with every movie with the Awakening somewhere in the title, I, or Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because they just use that for every sequel at some point in time. But anyway, so that's Carmen. And uh, Rico loves Carmen. But added to the mix is Diz, who who truly has a huge, ginormous crush on Rico. Yeah, giant girl boner. Yeah, she loves him so much. And that's, um, I think it's Dina. Yeah, Dina. Dina Meyer. Yep. So I'm a moron. Uh, You and I talked off air and I'm like, she just disappeared. I wish she had done more. Well, she did. (laughs) And I'd seen it. Um, She was in Bats. Did you ever see that from 99?
0: Lou Diamond Phillips.
1: Mm, I think actually, yes.
0: Yep. Uh, I did see that.
1: I have to give a, a special shout out because that was actually filmed where Walter was born and raised in Magna, Utah. Um. And then I swear I'm not doing this on purpose. I swear I'm not. I'm getting no money from Sylvester, but she was also in ICU EYE CU from 2002. I think I've mentioned this on pretty much every show we've been on. Um, but she was in that as well. Uh, she was in Star Trek Nemesis from 2002.
0: One of my favorites.
1: Okay, she was in that. Um, did you ever watch Birds of Prey, the
0: TV show? I did, and I knew that she looked familiar, but I could not place the
1: face. Now, do you remember who she was? She was Barbara Gordon. Yep, or Batgirl.
0: Before. Batgirl, or, or Oracle. Yeah, because Batgirl was. Uh, I don't want to say the wrong word.
1: <laughs> no, she ended up. Basically, she ended up in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She was handicapped. I handicapable. Handicapable. Yeah, more like it. Uh, I might but no one will be. <laughs> no one ever ever will be. Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl with her little mask on, saying "It's me, Barbara," because I'm like everyone knows it's you, Barbara. You look <laughs> just like her. No one's being fooled at all. Now, anyway. since she's in the like uh,
0: the Batman universe, d- did you ever draw like a correlation between the look of her and then the look of Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman? Because for me, no, it's like right there. That.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. I could totally see that. You're the actress, you're talking about Dina, Miss Meyer. hmm Yep. Yeah, I could totally see that. Who to me, like, I mean, I respect many cat I should make you rate the catwoman. Um, uh, I love Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. I love her so much. Oh, I think she's great, yeah. I love her so much. Uh
0: yep. but Halle Berry is probably in in the top running for a catwoman.
1: As far as Catwoman, the movie sucked. Oh, it did. The movie sucked ass, but like she, she owned that role. I wish that that she could get a do-over with a much better uh, script and a decent budget and someone who knew what to do with it.
0: Right. Who directed that? Because if Tim Burton had directed that, I would think that would be a, you know, a great movie. It was not Tim Burton. Uh, No.
1: Yeah, no. But I, I don't know who directed it, but yeah, she deserves way much better than what they gave her.
0: Yeah. Definitely.
1: Yes. Yeah. And then, um, so apparently she was, which I saw all the, I feel so bad. I feel like a moron. I saw all these two, but she was in all these Saw films for the most part. Uh, 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007. I mean, she did a lot of these Saw movies.
0: And not to mention that she was with uh, our boy Keanu Reeves in Johnny Mnemonic.
1: Oh, correct. Yeah, she did that one. But she also did Wild Things Diamond in the Rough from 2005. I had never
0: seen that movie.
1: Mm, Okay, and then um, she—I think there's like three more Wild Things after the first one.
0: Yeah, after the first one, I didn't really—I wasn't interested in watching the the rest of them.
1: Whatever. Um, (laughs) No, I'm joking.
0: (laughs) And this is where the friendship ended.
1: Yeah, because people can't see behind him. There's just like a wall of all the wild things on VHS and all the wild things <laughs> on and the Wild Things on Blu-ray. He's got like the Wild Things T shirt on. Anyway. Um, and then she was also in uh I feel so bad. Like I feel like I'm more. She was in Piranha 3D too from 2010. And I love that one as well. I don't know what I'm thinking about this this actress. She like did so much.
0: Yeah. I'm I was like, just like you, I feel like an idiot because now I'm seeing all these movies that she was yeah. in and I'm thinking she's only famous for Starship Troopers and that's it.
1: I was talking to you. I'm like, she just disappeared. I wish she'd done more. am like, no, she's done a lot. She's still doing a lot.
0: Yeah, we've been yeah. watching her for the past
1: like 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I'm like a big dope. But anyway, so they're in their classroom. We are I'll still page one of my notes. We're in their classroom. Um uh, I, I just want to call him Mr. Ironside, but um, their professor uh, is giving the big pep talk about you know like what it means to be a civilian versus a citizen. And, and um, Carmen already really is bought into this. She definitely uh, wants to to join. She actually wants to be a pilot. She wants to fly a, a ship of her own. Yeah. Uh, and then Diz really doesn't necessarily talk about it, and we get the impression that Rico is wants to join but he's not the brightest bulb in the box he's just a really pretty rich boy when
0: yeah is. it's it's almost like he's the he's the one that lacks a purpose and lacks direction
1: right yeah exactly and his parents are, are very against it they like his dad especially does not want him in the military um he's pretty adamant that he's just going to go on that vacation <laughs> <laughs> you're going to zegama beach yeah he does not want him going and then so now that we've spoken about these three um uh there was a an article i had read where uh, mr verhoeven said he purposely cast like especially um casper and denise in these roles because they were so attractive and it reminded him of uh like aryan propaganda films of his youth uh where it was just very attractive people like ah, the okay in your face and so it was very uh, much uh, a, a, a purposeful thing that he really wanted these people in these roles.
0: So Mr. Verhoven has a very direct message in this film. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: And then so outside of class, uh, we get another uh, important person pop up. Uh, they're looking at their scores. Uh, and they're uh, basically on a board outside their classroom. And, you know, Denise is like killing it in math. So she's going to be OK. But we realize, I mean, she, uh, I don't know. If her Anyway, she's killing on her test scores. But uh, poor Rico got a 35 in math.
0: And of uh, course, Neil Patrick Harris comes and rubs it in.
1: In my notes, I have Doogie Hauser's <laughs> a dick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like seriously, aside from Doogie Hauser, I remember him in um, How I Met Your Mother and from the Harold and Kumar films. And that's pretty much it.
1: So I know him from, um, like you said, Doogie Howser, uh, uh, Harold and Kumar. He was also in um, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog from like 2008, which was kind of fun. It was like a little horror thing.
0: I keep hearing yeah. about that, but I have yet to watch it.
1: It's fun. There's only like three episodes to it. It's, it's kind of fun. Okay. He was also in Gone Girl from 2014, which is a really good movie, I thought. Didn't see that. Um, and just recent, most recently, because he does stuff all the time. He's always somewhere or other. Um, he was in a TV show called Uncoupled from this, from this year. Um, so he's still always doing stuff. Uh, but here his, he's Carl. Um, and the big thing with Carl is we realize that he's actually got kind of a psychic thing going on.
0: Yeah, he's psychic.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and then <laughs> and then another one of my favorite scenes because uh, we meet um, uh, Mr. my notes Razak. We, we meet Mr. Razak, the professor who's Mr. Ironside, but we also get to meet uh, the biology teacher. Who is uh played by Ruma Clanahan. Golden Girls. Blanche Devereaux, which I love. <laughs> oh, wait, I gotta say this too. So she's she's blind, and it's not really said, but we're kind of thinking she's probably been blinded seeing service.
0: Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yep.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, um the uh Razchek character, he's missing his arm basically. Right. Yeah. And so all throughout this film. We get glimpses of all these people who served in the military, but they're missing, you know, body parts. Yep.
0: Pretty oh. much everyone you see that has uh, like when they go to the sign up, I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but, uh, the guy's like, Oh yeah. Service made me the man I am today. And he's got like a mechanical arm and, he, and then we see he has no legs. Yeah.
1: That actor actually was, uh, he had both hands, but he was hired because he actually was missing his, his, uh, his lower uh, appendages.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yes. But so it's basically like, they're like really getting these kids all gung ho, but it's basically had a negative effect kind of on their physical uh, abilities. I know. Right. Yeah. So you would um, think I'm in no that way be- saying that like anyone who served in the military, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying Mr. Verhoeven is showing, I think in his film, you know, it's not all peaches and cream. In the military is what Mm -hmm. he's saying yeah the way it's presented is yes i don't want to be misconstrued no Um, yeah okay and then so uh (laughs) they're dissecting the giant bug and carmen's not doing too well with that at all
0: (laughs) no that that's definitely not her thing like she's very queasy (laughs) and got a weak stomach
1: and did you notice that no one digging inside those bugs were wearing gloves whatsoever
0: yeah. And I remember when I was in school and we had to dissect frogs and um, I can't remember what else it was, but it was a frog and a worm, I think. But anyway, oh. we, we had to wear uh, rubber gloves.
1: Yeah. You didn't have to do the baby pig? No, we never did the fetal pig. Oh, yeah. We didn't do that. Anyway, but yeah, that was, I had the smell of, uh, what was it, formalgahyde? I just can't take that smell. It was awful. Yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I remember I remember everyone in high school is either Ralph Lauren's Polo or Calvin Klein's from Fomagahide. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so, but we also get a little bit more of a glimpse into the bugs because she's saying that they were in vast numbers and that they use spores to colonize planets.
0: Mm-hmm. So they like shoot their spores out into space and they kind of mm-hmm. ride the solar winds to find a planet.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yep. And then a little bit later on, we get the football game with Rico and he's up against another, a different team. Uh, So they're the Tigers. I think the other team is the Giants. Uh, But uh, it's basically a co-ed football team because Diz is on his team as well. Um, But the opposing team has a player named Xander.
0: Played by Patrick Muldoon and who I can't, I've seen his face, but I can't really place the films that he's been in.
1: Okay, so what if I said to you, Picture yourself in a really wet, drippy apartment.
0: I would think of dark water.
1: Ooh, go earlier. Earlier. Earlier earlier. with an Arquette.
0: Oh, the name is
1: not coming to me. Stigmata. No shit. Yep, he was in Stigmata. Mm -hmm. Wow, okay. And then... I don't want, and I'm not being poo poo or anything, but I don't watch a lot of sci-fi movies, but for some reason, I caught this one. He was in Ice Spiders from 2007.
0: Okay, that's where I think. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. He's that movie is not the greatest, but I mean, I was a total sci-fi channel nerd when they would come out with their original films.
1: It was fun for what it was. I mean, yeah, you know, it was Because I don't know about you, but I am terrified of ice. No, I'm not terrified of ice, but I used to be I'm terrified joking, of spiders.
0: <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, see, <laughs> you, you always get me. I never know when you're being serious or just being facetious.
1: People hand me a glass of iced tea and I just scream and slap it out of their hands. <laughs> uh, right. But now, okay. So there's two things I want to, okay. Two things I want to say about this actor. And then I'm going to branch out to many of the actors
0: in this movie. Yeah. There's a lot of people in this movie.
1: Yeah. But if you look at his IMDb, you know, uh career page, he alternates between Christmas movies and like sci-fi horror. It looks like he does a lot of like really low budget horror interspersed with Christmas movies <laughs> as does a lot of these people much later in their career. So that's like really keeping them afloat, which good for them. Yeah. it's probably uh, where the money is. Yeah. More importantly, I want to just really quick, cause I want to, I want to find this movie. He was in a movie called wicked and basically it's a 14 year old girl and he's her father. I'm sorry. This is important. He's her father. It's a 14 year old girl who wants to take the place of his mother and become her, take the place of her mother and become her father's lover. And so when, the mom, yeah. And the mom turns up dead and everyone suspects someone, but they're not sure who it is. And they're making it sound like it's this girl who killed her mom to become her dad's lover. And I'm like, What the hell? So I've got to see this movie to see how weird it is, because you just know it's going to be a train wreck of a movie. Sounds really dark. I'm on the look for Wicked. I don't see it as being dark. I see it as being a really like bizarre, like almost like lifetime made for TV movie. Oh, okay,
0: That kind of movie.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking.
0: I was thinking like some dark, psychological, fucked up thriller
1: type thing. It is a thriller, but I just don't think it's going to be dark. I just, I, I, in my mind, it's probably not carried off very well. I don't okay. know. I haven't seen it yet, but I, I really need that in my life. Anyway, so they're playing football. And this is where you kind of get that Carmen's probably not quite as into Rico as Rico's into Carmen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's given Xander all the eyeball and everything. Which, I know you're a straight man. I, I totally get this. If I had Rico in my life, <laughs> Xander is nothing to look at compared to Rico. You know, I'd be just fine with Rico. I don't need no Xander. You don't anyway. need no Xander. Yeah, I don't need no Xander. Um And then um a little bit later they're at the party and that's where um uh, Diz is asking for a dance with Rico and because she's really got it bad for for, for Rico. And it's just, he just doesn't really, he's trying to make it like nice, but very clear that he really just wants to be friends with this girl, that there's really nothing, you know, between them as far as sexual chemistry going
0: on. It's kind of sad because in a way it's like, uh, Carmen seems more of the flighty type, whereas, uh, Diz seems like she is the, you know, she's got his back. She's the sure thing,
1: but you know, us guys are stupid. So that is true. That is true. Now, I do not mean to offend any single person out there. I seriously do not. And it's I'm already, already offended. Right. It's no one's business. Okay. Your, your, your sexuality, your preference is no one's business. But I remember, especially the first time I saw this, I really thought she was giving off lesbian vibes. But maybe she didn't even know she was a lesbian. Because I'm like, are you sure you're 100% like heterosexual? Because there's so many things like she just, to me, seemed, I don't know, like like stereotypical. Like, or is there a stereotypical? I don't know. She just, to me, seemed very uh, tomboyish, tomboyish. That's yeah, that,
0: to that's up. what I was going to say. She's a definite tomboy. Like she is willing to throw down with the dudes um, yeah. to prove yeah. that, you know, she's just as good.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so at the dance, that's where we find out that Xander and Carmen are both going to be in the flight academy together. Yeah, Enrico is none too happy about that. Oh, no, Enrico's just like a puppy dog in love, and mm-hmm. his parents are trying to point that out, and he's like, "No, I really want to do this to become a citizen." And, but anyway, he really is just kind of following her along, just yeah, like sad a sad little puppy after bad choice. Um, because I'm like, you're not even going to be together. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and we they can point. oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say we know that
0: uh, long distance relationships, especially in space, they don't work out.
1: Right, because you ejaculate and you just got to watch it float through space. (laughs) And it it takes... We don't know.
0: Yeah, it takes years to reach the person,
1: you know? Exactly. By then it's dead. You're not going to have a kid. Right. No, but I... And they kept saying that. I mean, it wasn't like he didn't know this. Everyone kept saying, well, I'll probably never see you again. You know, I'm thinking... I don't know. You could just tell he was just so enamored by this girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, so, so... So we get, we get everybody at the terminal and that's, we find out that Rico's family, especially his dad's basically like disowned him for, for continuing on with this.
0: Yeah. If you leave this house, don't ever think about coming back. You're cut off.
1: Yeah. And then uh, we get, I love that. There's just like little things dropped and Carmen's talking about her dad, like helped her pack. And he was so upset to see her go. And in my mind, like, yeah, you're just a total daddy's girl. And you probably have like, You know, you got a horse when you were seven for your birthday. And I just, in my mind, they live in this gigantic house and I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Hey, do you remember that skit on one of the comedy shows where they sing that song? It's like pretty, pretty white kids with problems. Uh, Basically, it it was uh, I don't remember where it came from, but I'm sure somebody will know. Uh, anyway. That yeah. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. It's like, these are pretty white kids with problems.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Oh yes. Totally. Exactly. Totally. 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 Yes. You hit the nail on the head. Exactly. Um, and then this is where we get Rico telling her that he loves her and she just kind of looks at him with her big doe eyes. He's like Could you, say <laughs> <this once?" laughs> you know, so it's, I don't know. It's, no. Uh, I mean that
0: see, like you said, you know, the, they seem very cardboard and everything. And, It's like in real life, you do not say like, "Okay." you might say I love you to somebody, but you don't ask them to say it back to you. I mean, if you do, you're there's something wrong there. It's like because it's very insincere. So why would you even
1: bother? Fuck you, Dr. Phil. If I needed this, I'd join some other podcast. Oh,
0: fine. Well, I never. (laughs) I am highly offended.
1: No, you're right. I, but again, this poor kid, I don't, I don't, it just, to me, it makes so, so much sense though. You know, you, he's young, you know, I don't know. It's just, yeah. I mean, all the signs are there, but he's just looking at it the wrong way. Mm. Yeah. Um, well,
0: I'm probably looking at it from the view of a 47 year old. Whereas when I was in my twenties, you know, I would have seen it differently.
1: Oh yeah. Or cause, Cause you're looking at it from the inside out, not from the outside. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he's just... She'd probably be like, cut off your hand and you'd like be hand her a bloody hand. You know? <laughs> She's like, Oh, I didn't want it. I just wanted to see if you'd do it. Oh. You know? You know? <laughs> she'd be like, thanks, and she'd just throw it away and walk away. Yeah. Uh, she'll uh, steps on it as she walks right, away. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. She'd give it to Xander to kick. Um, anyway, uh this is where we get our another, our next uh feder- federal uh network propaganda. Um and this is, I love this one because we get the kids with guns and, the, and they're just handing them bullets. Oh yeah. It's, and they're like that, uh, that one
0: scene where the kids are all playing tug of war with the gun. I'm like, is that thing loaded?
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then this is also where they're going to televise the execution of the murderer at six on all the channels. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is where we get the first like, uh, kind of like glimpse that the military is messing around with uh, psychics. Because we get the guy with the third eye. Are you psychic? Are you, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then I, I'm sure this will upset people and I don't I'm not making fun of people that are, you know, animal lovers. I am too, but I do love where they push the cow in with the arachnid and then everything's censored because it's like Oh yeah.
0: I thought I thought that was perfect because you know how the news does that they censor things and it's just like you know this is the year 2197 I believe and basically it's business as usual nothing has really
1: changed no not at all not at all I wonder what you and I will be talking about on this podcast in 20 was it 2197 I think so I wonder what we'll be watching or talking about
0: we'll probably be watching really bad movies and uh talking about the good
1: old days exactly exactly and then this this one is Walt's favorite segment because it also shows the Mormon extremists who were all ripped apart by... Uh,
0: and I love lion. that part because not only did they name the, the Joe Smith something or other, yeah. um, but they were like, Mormons have uh, been... Did something about the live and let live policy between the Arachnids encroaching on their land and the Arachnids uh, fought back or something.
1: Uh, yeah. but <laughs> I was that- just like, good on them. Yeah, that's that's near and dear to Walter because he was he was raised a Mormon. Oh, really? I'm sorry. You're right. (laughs) So that meant a lot to him. All right. So uh, basically now we uh, get uh, they're in they are knee deep in the feces, I guess you would say. And they're with their drill sergeant. He's actually uh, Sergeant Zim. He's played by Clancy Brown. He is awesome. I do love Clancy Brown. Now, um, you've done a lot of like voice work in cartoons. Um, but he did a couple films that I'm familiar with He was in The Bride with Jennifer Beals and Sting Did you ever see that from 85? No, I never saw that Okay, that one I, I remember not liking it the first time Because it's, it's I guess I think it wasn't what I wanted As far as like a horror movie goes But I've, I've really grown to appreciate it now uh, He also did Blue Steel The one with Jamie Lee Curtis That I keep telling everyone to watch from the 90s
0: No, I didn't see that one either
1: but he was also in Pet Cemetery 2 from 92. No, I do remember that. I thought you would. And then uh, now did you, uh, I know you, you kind of do anime and stuff. Did you, do you remember Voltron, the third dimension? I don't believe I've ever seen that. Okay. He was in five episodes of that voice, voice work, of course. And then were you a Gargoyles fan? Not the made for TV movie, but the cartoon from Disney. Total, total
0: Gargoyles
1: fan. Okay. Cause he did 11 episodes of that. Uh, um, He was Wolf, uh, Tomas Broad, and uh, Hakon. Okay. Yeah. And then, of course, he's uh, most notably, like now, he's the voice of Mr. Krabs.
0: (laughs) Mr. Krabs (laughs) on
1: uh, SpongeBob. Yeah. Uh, Which now I actually want Mr. Krabs dropped in in the place of Sergeant Zim and just Mr. Krabs yelling at Rico and everything. You boys don't even register as apes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so that's... uh, that's Sergeant Zim. I should and, mention
0: uh, that uh, before you before we get off that he was yeah. he was Captain Hadley in The Shawshank Redemption, and more recently he was in Dexter New Blood. He played Kurt Caldwell. So if any if there's any fans oh, of Dexter, Dexter, they'll know who I'm talking about.
1: There you go. Yep, there you go. I watched Dexter up until uh, oh, what is his name from Third Rock from the Sun? John Lithgow. Um, when he showed up, is it what was it? Uh, the um... he was that uh, what's his name? Killer. Um, yeah. I can't think of the word. The yeah. killer. Anyway. Um, and then after that season, I kind of dropped off. Oh, really? It, like, okay.
0: Yeah. I watched like, it to the wow. very end.
1: Yeah. Oh, good for you. Did you watch the reboot? I did. Was it good?
0: It was pretty good, but not, uh, you know, it, when Dexter ended, I think that was the perfect ending. But I, I mean, the reboot, it was just like, I'm glad it only lasted for one season. Um, but it was more about like Dexter meeting up with his son being a teenager and, you know, going through teenage stuff and worrying if his kid is a psychopath just or a sociopath just like him. So that kind of thing.
1: Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Got yeah. Gotcha. Got
0: but you. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it, it just wasn't that great.
1: Sometimes I'm like, are you doing this because you really have a story to tell? Or are you doing this because there's money to be had? Probably money. You know, and I'm like, don't I'm all down for it. If you really think you've got more to add to the story, but don't just do this as a cash grab. Yeah. 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 Anyway. But yeah. Uh, So here we go. Sorry. Um, so uh, this is basically where Rico's already there. But then out of the blue, Diz shows up because she's asked for a transfer because she heard it was a good um, unit to be assigned to. Mm. Children in yes. love. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I'm thinking you're doing the same thing that Rico did. But at least she gets to be with the person as opposed to like, you know, Carmen's way out in space and you're just here. Right. And the part yeah. preceding
0: that, though, when that really big uh, farm boy went up against Drill Sergeant Zim Wait. and got his arm broken, but then Diz kind of holds her own against him.
1: Yeah, but we're talking about Breckinridge, who, unlike Xander, I would leave Rico in a heartbeat for Breckenridge, Because <laughs> they grow him big and dumb. Oh man. Yeah. I would like Breckenridge is my kind of, my kind of, my kind of military guy. But yeah. So he just like gets his arm like broken, right, right. There's like a bone protruding. Oh yeah. You
0: could see it like poking out of the shirt and everything.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, And then, so from there, we actually kind of get introduced to Ace as well, who is played by, now I want to say this real quick. Uh, He's played by Jake Busey, who's the son of Gary Busey, who we talked about earlier on, the silver bullet edition of our episode. Um, Jake Busey has a lot of the attributes of his father, physical. Mm -hmm. I will say this, though. I think as he's gotten older, it's kind of softened those attributes. Because I was looking at his IMDb page, and older, he's gotten more handsome, I think.
0: Oh, wow. He does not look anything like his dad now.
1: No, uh-uh. He's also not smiling a lot. And I don't that. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Anyway. Um, oh, shit. He was in Twister with Bill Paxton and, uh, oh, Helen. Oh, what's her name? I loved her on I, About You.
0: I know who you're talking about. I can't yeah. think of the name, though.
1: Is it Helen Hunt? Uh, it might be. Okay. Um, Uh, And then also same year The Frighteners, Peter Jackson's The Frighteners I know and we are going to get into that movie Very soon Oh I would love to And then now did you ever see Identity from 2003
0: Um, uh, Jog my memory Because it does sound
1: familiar uh, It's got um, Oh my god I'm drawing a blank He was in Better Off Dead Uh, uh, Oh and in the movie uh, Where he holds up the Stereo John Cusack. Thank yeah, you. John Cusack. Yeah. Yeah. And it's basically all these people end up at this like um, motel. Oh, and uh, they're all the identities of one person. Yeah, Don't, don't get away. Yeah, 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 Yep, yep. yep. I love that one. Okay, uh, yeah, that was War- good. Oh, very good. He was also in War of the Worlds from 2005. Uh, he was in Paranormal Movie, which was basically like a, a parody of the Paranormal Activity. He was in and- the
0: Tom Cruise War of the Worlds, correct?
1: Correct, exactly. Okay. Yep. And then he did uh, 2018's Predator, The Predator.
0: Yeah, where he actually reprised the, well, not reprised, but he took on the same role as his father in the previous movie of Predator 2.
1: Oh, the Upside Down Dick movie, yes. <laughs> 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 But uh, we get the little lunch scene where it's like, is Ace and Rico, are they going to be like sworn enemies? And like, nope, they're going to be buds. Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: it's like um, he just, Ace, he strikes you as that kind of guy who is like, he comes off as a bully on the outside, but he's really a big softy on the inside.
1: Yeah, he's a sweet guy. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Um, And then uh, later at the obstacle course, I love the scene where he's like, why are we, why are we have knives? We got nukes. Why would you even need a knife?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's like, hold uh, out your hand.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then Sergeant Zim just basically like hurls that knife and just impales his hand on that wood. And I'm thinking, aren't you making it harder for these people to fight now? <laughs> yeah. I love
0: how um, every, every time I heard medic, like I always would think about, um, you know, the guy getting his arm broken or uh, Jake Busey getting a knife in, Embedded into his hand, and it's like
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, they aren't going to need to fight the bugs because their sergeant's just going to like kill them one by one, or like name them <laughs> one by one.
0: I know that it's like, come on, a scars build character, especially if the, you're like an amputee or something.
1: Right. <laughs> um, and then oh, this I don't know how you oh he didn't do this I don't know how or when you saw the movie, but this next scene Made my price, uh, the ticket price of admission, well worth whatever it was at the time. Because I
0: know what you're going for.
1: Yeah, it's the communal shower scene. Mm, I about friggin' died in that theater. (laughs) But when did you first see this really quick? (laughs) Um, Well, I
0: saw this in 97, uh, but I didn't see it in the movie theaters. I actually saw it when it was on the home networks. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. And uh, after promptly after seeing this, I went out and I bought the BHS, and which I watched a thousand more times.
1: Oh yeah, I, yeah. Once I got this on physical media, I watched this again and again. Not <laughs> just the scene we're going to be talking about. But that <laughs> film.
0: <laughs> now, um, did I miss something? But in the scene, I all right. See, so I don't have this on physical media anymore. I actually own it on Prime Video. And when I was watching it last night, I noticed in the shower scene. Um, wait, there's, wait,
1: what we're talking about though real quick is a communal shower scene I don't know if I said that did I say that yet? yeah you did Yep. okay good okay go ahead yes go ahead
0: okay so the, there's a single black girl in there like she's the only black yes.
1: girl yes and I feel yes and we'll talk about her later but yes as yeah. far as I remember yes and from yeah.
0: I don't know if I'm misremembering things but I thought I remember seeing her boobs but in in the version I watched it's like her boot there's no boobs cut I mean and it's like Wait a minute. Okay, we we know Diz takes off her shirt, and we see that. And then the, there's a couple other women, like the redhead who wants
1: to have babies. Um, she's the one who wants to be a teacher, right? Is she the one who's using this to basically get funding to be a teacher? I think so. Yeah, yeah. she's um, the one. If you're not, this is going to come up later. But she's the one who freaks out and then basically runs off from every the rest of the troop. Correct. Uh, uh, with the really short hair. The one with the really yes, short hair. Yes, yes, that's the yeah. one.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah yeah okay so I thought there was a lot more boobage and then it, when I watched it last night it's like uh, Diz Flores you see her and then um, like one other you see a lot of guys butts you see half of Jake Busey's dick Um, but there's like not as many boobs and I was like wait a minute from what I remember like that one black girl like she you could see her boobs for like five minutes <laughs> through the whole scene I think um, and so it's just like really weird. I'm wondering if I got like a different cut of the movie, maybe.
1: So oh, that's so funny because, and I swear to God, I'm not doing this to play around with you or anything, but I was watching it and I thinking, I thought there was a lot more guy ass in this thing. Yeah, there was, there was a lot. No, not in my version. Cause I'm like, I I thought I saw a lot more ass and it was almost like the film had been like raised. Yes,
0: exactly. Yep. I think it was because when I saw it, I remember their equal nudity for everyone.
1: Yeah, I wonder. Oh, I'm mad now. I mean, I'm not like saying I'm, on. you know, I'll take whatever communal shower scene I can get. Let's be honest. Uh, But yeah, I wonder. Oh, that makes me. Huh. Yeah, it was almost
0: as though it was cropped just at a certain point.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes, exactly, cuz I'm like there's hardly any button there. Yeah, and I do remember
0: like full on nudity for quite a while. Weird. So, huh. uh they they somebody must have messed with this version of the film. Like I wonder if we could put it up against maybe something that came out in 97 or 98 and like, you know, give it the old litmus test. Right,
1: right, 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 right. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Now I'm aggravated. Let's just stop this. <laughs> we're, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, this is basically kind of how they're all like, uh, just kind of talk about like what brought them here. You know, and they're talking, like I mentioned earlier, the one girl's like, oh, I'm here like, because it's going to give me money to, to finish my education. And then the, the one person's like, oh, it's going to help me be a citizen. And this kind of mentions that Rico's here because of a girl. And they're like, well, yeah. what was it you? And like, no, it wasn't Diz. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and did you see when Diz walks in? It looked like she had one of them 1980s workout outfits. It did totally. Yeah. It totally
1: yeah. Did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later we see in the barracks that Rico has been communicating with Carmen, like through the, I guess, what, through like computer technology? <laughs> through, through the
0: internet. <laughs> like the, <that>. internet. <laughs> uh, the space internet.
1: The internet of but space. Space internet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then um, that's where she's talking about, you know. She shows them like like her view from her room, and that she gets to fly a ship and everything. Um, and then later on the ship, on board actually Carmen's ship, uh, we meet her instructor, which I'm going to mutilate this name. Uh, it's Captain Deladier. Deladier. I'm just going to call it the uh, captain. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh. Yeah, and that's played by Brenda Strong, who was in uh, Spaceballs, which I'm assuming you've seen that one. Yeah. Okay. And then she also for my Twin Peaks fans out there, she was Jones on four episodes of that.
0: Now who was she in Spaceballs? Because all I remember is Daphne Zungia
1: and in... just played a nurse in Spaceballs. Oh, five,
0: okay. So n- nobody like kind of just a glorified extra. Yeah,
1: probably. Yeah. Um, and then she was in Stepfather Three from 92. I never uh, saw that. And then now we'll probably talk about her a little bit more, but she was also in The Craft from 96. Ooh. She was in Red Dragon from 2002. Okay. And then she also reprised... No, that's a lie. That's a lie. She did not reprise her role. She played a different character in uh, another Starship Trooper one, uh, Hero of the Federation. She was Sergeant uh, D.D. Rake in that one. So same actress, different role in the franchise. Yeah, she can't reprise the role
0: of a dead woman.
1: That's true. I didn't even think about it. (laughs) (laughs) just her talking head or something yeah
0: just like they got her head in a jar like on the simpsons or something
1: <laughs> touche my friend oh very good okay yeah but this is also where we find out we find this out but poor rico he's still in the dark that she is actually kind of working under the tutelage of xander dun, dun, dun. Uh, he kind <laughs> of pulled some strings because he knew that what she was capable of yeah he heard there
0: was a crazy pilot
1: yeah, and she is kind of crazy, but she knows her stuff. Like she's really good at, at maneuvering that plane or the ship or whatever. She is she really but it. she's yeah. oh, she's so condescending with it. Oh yeah, she is. I mean, that's I kind of like that about Denise Richards. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, I got this cuz she does. That's pretty cool. Um and then so we're we're back at uh back at the um the the base I guess with uh, Rico and Diz. She's kind of they're going through their um basically maneuvers and she's uh kind of giving him like uh football plays to help him yeah the the
0: flip piece. three six or whatever uh, yeah. i've got it in my notes here um
1: where the hell anyway yeah it's probably
0: flip three six
1: but basically um, what she does is by doing that she gives rico the opportunity to shine which captures his sergeant's attention at how good he is. And he decides to give him a squad to see what he can do.
0: Yeah. Which uh, actually the squad leader should go to Diz.
1: Right. Yeah. But again, she's kind of, you know, got her puppy eyes for him and she's just kind of, you know, helping him be the best he can be instead of doing it for herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For,
0: for every strong man, there's a woman who can kick his ass behind him.
1: Oh, I thought you, <laughs> I thought you were going like all your rhythms Aretha Franklin. <laughs> I thought, oh no, we're gonna have to pay more royalties. <laughs> I was gonna start breaking into song. Exactly. I'm like, why does he have that orange wig on? Anyway, <laughs> um, but that night at the barracks is when Puerto Rico gets the Dear John uh video message from Carmen.
0: Oh yes. Yeah. And she when says you- it in the in like the most fucked up way. She's like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna go career, Johnny. Look at this view.
1: Yeah. And unfortunately, there's just not room for you in that career path. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but write me and we'll always be friends.
0: <laughs> that's like the, and that's where uh, Jake uh, Jake Busey's soft side. So I'm sorry, I'm gonna call him Jake because I just can't call him Ace.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Um,
0: but yeah, his soft side comes out, and he's like, "Funny how they always want to be friends after they rip your guts out." And
1: that is true. Well, my note just says she's a fucking moron. it's Casper Van Dien what are you thinking you're living in Verzando (laughs) oh shit all right but now we're back at a new day which is pretty much going to change the trajectory of uh, Rico's life all from that day on I'm thinking basically because they're doing their live simulation course with loaded guns live
0: fire exercise yeah
1: now much as I like Rico I will forever hate him for this because. His stupidity ends up in the death of Breckenridge. Yeah,
0: like, I don't know if what a person would do in that situation, but I would assume that if you're squad leader, you're not qualified to like inspect a helmet.
1: Whether or not you are, I would not be like, take it off while we're firing live ammunition. No, no,
0: no, definitely not.
1: But I also think. That plays into
0: his character, if you know what I mean. Oh, as being like the one who who wants to take care of everything?
1: Well, and also not being the brightest bulb in the box. Oh. <laughs> See, I was going to give him a little too much credit. Yeah, no, I think, and again, I think that is to Diz's credit because she's the one who kind of got him in that position in the first place. And so yeah. she helped him get there, but he really doesn't have the wherewithal to carry that through.
0: Right. He's kind of just like a bumbling caveman in in a lot of ways. Exactly, Yeah,
1: exactly. A very handsome, handsome, bumbling caveman. (laughs) He Um, he just doesn't think things through. I know. I know. You could tell he's just trying to be a nice guy, but he didn't go from point A to point B in his head. He's just like in the moment kind of guy. Yeah. And that poor, the woman you mentioned before in the shower that she accidentally shoots Breckinridge's head right off, more or less.
0: Oh, man. (laughs) Now that was shades of RoboCop Three times over right there.
1: But I love like the aerial shot of the guy's head halfway missing and blood pouring out. He's like, medic, I need a medic. You don't need a medic. He's not going to do anything for that. that guy.
0: You should be calling
1: coroner, not medic. (laughs) (laughs) So basically that lands poor Rico uh, basically in an interrogation as to whether or not he should, you know, be uh, uh, discharged or punished, you know, what they should do with them. And they pretty much figure out they've already lost two soldiers because of the incident, and do they really want to lose a third one? So they decide to. Oh my god! Yeah, with whipping.
0: Yeah, and and that's where the uh, whole uh, you know the utopian slash dystopian future comes in because it's like if these people are so advanced, why are they using like such forms of punishment
1: as that? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So I basically just lit my cigarette and watched it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also where we get the scene where Sergeant Zim, like he gives him the thing to bite down on. And he makes a comment like, you know, you'll need this kind of like I've been through this before, too.
0: Yeah. He says, uh, bite down on this. It helps. Trust me. Yeah. I know.
1: Exactly. So he's not like a total hard ass. He's kind of on his side.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah so and then now we're back up in our ship and we've got uh, Carmen and you know doing her little flirty thing with Xander and she's kind of changed the course a little bit yeah and she's just like just am I right or am I right yeah exactly and they have that special bond that's why they work so well together mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> and then that's when they also realize that there's something wrong with the gravity field and that they're on a collision course for an asteroid <laughs> dun 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 rips the top of the ship off <laughs> And Walt's like, wait a minute, what about everybody in that part of the ship?
0: Yeah, that I was thinking that same thing, too. I was like, okay, are, you're willing to sacrifice that ship, but did you inform everybody who was on that part of the ship
1: right. to brace for impact or anything? But you know, she would just turn with her giant, giant eyes and be like, oh, well. And everybody <laughs> be like, that's okay. <laughs> you're pretty, so we'll let it slide. Exactly. She's like, never mind, as long as you're safe. <laughs> pretty privilege right 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 uh, but she also mentions that the communications are down um, and then we see Rico packing up he's just gonna call it quits but Diz gives him that pep talk so you know if you just go back home you're gonna look like a quitter and um, you know you need to stay here see this thing through mm-hmm, Yeah. and they're so happy to have him back and and then the mom's like it looks like rain the dad's like sure is dark <laughs> Yeah, I don't Now would you think of
0: rain or would you think like did somebody just put the sun out? Yeah.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Cuz that was super dark. I mean, it right. doesn't even get that dark when it rains.
1: No. Cuz basically what's happening is the troops are now watching Buenos Aires being attacked by giant bugs. Yeah. <laughs> and that kind of uh, puts the kibosh on Rico's plans to head back home because <laughs> there's nowhere to go. He's
0: <laughs> like, I got no home to go back to. Might as well just
1: uh, yeah. re-enroll and kill some bugs. Mm-hmm. And so basically the drill sergeant tears up his contract in front of him and Rico's back in and the city council's decided to, mo- uh, to uh, begin mobilization to destroy the arachnids. Yes, eradication is on the menu. Yep. Exactly. We get our next propaganda bits where they talk about war and they show all the ashes and everything in the and the Federation convenes and that you need to know your foe. Yeah. And
0: didn't you like that uh, homeless looking guy who's like the only good bug is a dead bug?
1: Exactly. Yeah. And then this is where we see the military scientist who talks about using the stem of the nerve. The nerve stem is the only way to kill the bugs. And that's actually Carl. Oh, yeah. Doogie. Yeah. Mm-hmm, 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 yep. Um, and then, uh, we get a live feed from, uh, contra is a contra ropa is the fleets preparing to attack. Um, I don't remember that part. Oh, okay. It's, um, it's, uh, and we got Diz and Ace and they're talking about that where bugs were provoked by humans invading their territory. Oh, okay. Now I remember. Yep. Yep. And then this is where Rico runs into Carmen. Oh, and uh, also Xander. Yep. Carmen's not alone. <laughs> no, she's no. not. Xander. And uh, Xander's kind of bad-mouthed in the uh, Roughnecks. And Rico doesn't really want to stand for it, but they got different rank.
0: Right. And so he's like, I, I'm i not stupid. Um, he's like, you're, you're higher rank than me. I'm just a private, so I'm not going to get into an altercation with you. To which Xander says, well... I'm uh, I'm officially that rank is not involved or something like that. And then Rico's like punch.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Now, so. this is just this is me being me. But in the background, Mazzy Stars Fade Into You is playing. Now, I love that song. I just want to put that out there because I do love Mazzy Star.
0: Now, was this um, did they get the tattoos before
1: the altercation? Nope. Or That's after? where they were going. They were going okay. to get tattoos. They had the altercation. And then right after this, they're getting the laser tattoos.
0: Okay. Yep. Now, see, that part was cut out of the film I watched, which also made me think that I may have gotten a uh, edited version of the film because I didn't have the part where they said, let's all get tattooed. Um, oh, okay. yeah. It just cut right to, um, you know, being interviewed. And then all of a sudden, Carmen shows up with Xander. And I was like, wait a minute. there's There's like something missing here.
1: Okay. Yeah. And then so, yeah. And then they go to the tattoo and then basically they're departing for the, uh, they're departing for the battle. And that's where they show the main ship ejecting the little ships out. Yep. They're dropping down. Yep. From above. And then, um, we see, um, Xander and Carmen, they talk about the plasma blasts. Oh yes. Yep. Yeah. And so there's a lot of back and forth. We get, you know, Rico and his troops dropping down and we get, uh, Xander and, and Carmen from their ship as well. And they're they're dropping down into battle, and then uh, they're just like, um, you know, remember your training, you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And They got little nuke missiles that'll that'll kill the bugs, and that's where you get the big ass bug that shoots like the, the like, flaming. Oh yeah, the like the flamethrower acid yeah. type thing. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, which is uh, like
0: this this entire uh, segment of scenes. It was just like five minutes of butchery. There was like limbs oh, yeah. everywhere. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. There was
0: blood like that would have filled your gore bucket pretty much. Oh yeah.
1: Oh man. And it is it is so well done. Like it it doesn't even look dated at all to me. I'd it still looks just as good as it did then.
0: Right. It does not like there's a point where people use too much CGI and I, I think this was perfectly executed. Because it looked realistic. It looked like oh, it great. The, yeah the bugs were actually there. And you just see
1: body parts going
0: flying. Yeah, everywhere. I mean.
1: Oh yeah. And, and they're vicious. Like the bugs are vicious.
0: Oh yeah. They're yeah. relentless. They'll just fucking come at you. You shoot them full of holes and they're still coming.
1: Well it reminded me a lot of Mimic same year by the way which you brought up last time when we did Mimic. Um, when like uh, they will shoot the legs off but they'll still keep like their whatever pincer or whatever they're Main thing is, oh yeah, yep. I mean, if that will still get you. you the legs may be gone, but that thing, if it's coming towards you, it gets you. You're still in trouble, you're right? Trouble. Like Leo was attacked on the subway and mimic.
0: Yep, it's uh, it's almost like you've uh like uh going back to when Carl was talking about aim for the nerve stem because if you take out the leg, it's not going to matter.
1: Exactly. Yeah, you got it exactly. Yep. um And then this kind of circles us back to the communal shower scene. With the short-haired uh, tro- female trooper, because she freaks out during the attack and she just starts out running, retreating. She's just running away. The ground kind of gives way. She falls down, and there's a cavern with a with a, a bug that kind of comes out and gets her. Yep, she gets sucked in there. And then this is when we also see our cameraman from the beginning of the film get attacked. Yeah, at the camera and screams, "Get out of here!" And we come full circle. <laughs>
0: Yep. The so that we go back to like we're in the we're in the present. And then we go back to the past, and now we're back to the present once more.
1: Yeah, which I love when movies do that so so much. Um, and then poor Rico, he gets it in the leg after shooting all the bugs' legs off.
0: And I seriously thought that was the end of him. Like when the camera faded to black, I was like, "Oh shit, Rico's gone."
1: Poor Rico. Yeah. You can never kill Rico. <laughs> Rico lives on. On and on. That's what my back tattoo of Casper Van Dien fruit. <laughs> it says Rico forever. <laughs> forever. Yeah, but it's like four and then ever.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah it's got to exactly. be a four because if it's F-O-R, it's just kind of lame.
1: Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, and this, we get our next bit of propaganda. They talk about the carnage everywhere and that the fleet uh, officials underestimated the arachnids clearly. Mm-hmm. And there's <laughs> and,
0: uh, the sky marshal steps down.
1: Exactly. And they're talking about now they are believing that uh, they're dealing with um, enemies that have possessed intelligent military uh, actions and that they have some sort of hive brain, like a leadership uh, caste system.
0: Yeah. And then we're on to that talk show where uh, the, there's point and counterpoint and the yeah, woman is figuring. saying, <laughs> yeah, when a, when a certain uh, civilization reaches so many generations. And then the other guy's like a brain bug. You've got to be kidding me. And mm-hmm. always
1: underestimate your enemy.
0: Yeah. I think exactly. Sun Tzu said that he says, uh, don't know your enemy as you would know yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and now we've got our, uh, our main ship with, uh, Xander and Carmen approaching and we just see the wounded military like all inside and all the like wrecked ships above and then then she realized that Rico is deceased
0: yeah killed in action
1: mm-hmm. and then Carmen is very upset because it will get her attention no upset. Um, but fear not fearless film watchers because Rico is actually submerged in fluid, but the motherfuckers left swimsuits on. <laughs> I got, I got vibes
0: of uh, Wolverine from that scene right there.
1: Oh, so okay, so what I put down is *The Empire Strikes Back* when Luke is like underwater. Really? It, that's what. That's what I, I thought of. That's where I went. Oh, I okay. love this. I love this podcast with you. Yeah. Okay, I totally see where you're going. Okay, cool, cool. All right. And then like on the other side of the tank, cause he's like submerged and like, there's a little medical thing, like sewing up his leg where the bug like went through or it pierced him. And Diz and Ace are holding up the little thing and says, you're, you're dead. You're killed in action. But basically he's going to be out three more days. He'll be okay.
0: Um, and then, uh, Diz leaves a little, uh, sealed with a kiss on the glass. She, for does.
1: Him. she does. And then she pulls up her pants. Um. <laughs> she kissed with the other lips. Right. And then, uh, You know, don't get graphic on here, Rob. I don't know what kind of podcast you think this is. Don't bring it down.
0: I thought this Um, was an adult porn
1: podcast. (laughs) We should be so lucky. Um, (laughs) But now, so they are back in a new unit. We got Ace, we got Rico and Diz. They are all um, reunited, back on another um, uh, unit, ready to go kick some more bug butts. Reunited and it feels so good. But these guys are not to be messed with because they think quite highly of their uh, sergeant, their lieutenant.
0: That's right. These are the Radchecks roughnecks.
1: Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, Rico's teacher from school is actually back in action.
0: Dun 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 dun. I need some sound effects.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and I love his quote: don't do your job, I'll just shoot you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And this is a part where I've got to make another introduction because I remember when we did Mimic I was talking about Norman Reedus a very young Norman Reedus um oh, and in, okay. in this one uh the guy who plays Watkins is uh Seth Gilliam who also plays Father Gabriel on The Walking Dead
1: Oh there you go so you're my walking dead because honestly I watched it until I loved the first season and then the second season when I thought hey we can just like contain all the action to like one or two places and make it really talky. I'm like, no. And that's what I checked out.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. So you, you yeah. didn't, you didn't follow the show through to the end. No,
1: I did not. Okay. Yeah. No. Cause I figured, you know what? I watched the golden girls, kind of the walking dead. You know, <laughs> pretty much the same. Um, no, I love the golden girls. I'm just joking. People don't hate me. I love the golden girls. Uh, anyway, so, basically, we are getting an aerial attack. They're going to uh, drop down onto the desert, and they're going to use bombs this time. And we got our troops on foot. Um, there are burnt bugs everywhere.
0: Oh, yeah. that Another stunning visual by uh, Mr. Verhoeven and his exactly, special effects exactly.
1: team. And this is, uh, I think this may be the actor you're talking about. You're going to have to help me on this one. But this is where the guy, like, just... Flips out and just shoots the bug eye repeatedly. Yeah, that's him. Line and everywhere. He's
0: got that big uh, big chain with a horn around yes. his neck.
1: Yep. Yeah, okay. So, and what was it, Watkins? Uh, Sugar Watkins. Okay, Watkins, okay. Yep. Um, there's also another trooper called Kitten. Um, he's way in the beginning. He's got the really uh, intense blue eyes um, with the first unit. To me, he looks a lot like Kurt Russell, young Kurt Russell. Um, but anyway, his his character's name is Kitten, which I thought was really funny. That's got oh to do with yes,
0: characters. you yeah. know you thought Kurt Russell. I was thinking Jerry O'Connell for some reason. It's the eyes, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the, the eyes. eyes.
1: Anyway, but yeah, so he, we're we're not talking about Kitten anymore. what way in the past? What happens? <laughs> like, so here we are now. Uh, but yeah, but there's like that that slime is just going all over <laughs> Watkins' space. Yeah,
0: and and then like after Diz tells him to chill
1: out, he he shoots it some more. He really has anger issues. (laughs) Um, So we got the bugs like just basically like spewing out of that cavern. And then Rico nukes him with his little, you know, bomb grenade thing he's got. Yeah. Um, And I love it's just really a quick scene that you're not looking for. You may not notice it, but the floor behind him, like the the desert floor is just shifting a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then all of a sudden we get a giant beetle coming up out of the ground. Cause these things also come from below, not just above a giant fucking flamethrowing beetle. Yep. And then Rico just jumps on its back
0: and <laughs> he... I want to be that bug. Oh man. It shot a hole into it and threw a grenade in there.
1: I not for that part. Not for that part. Yeah. No, I just want Rico on my back. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> he basically gets covered with orange goo with this attack. Yeah, they, they they all have different colored uh, blood or goo. Or I like that too because it's not like oh we're getting lazy with this. I mean they're all like very individual looking and everything. Yeah, I mean, they, there's like a lot of bugs going on.
0: Right, it's like um, okay, so the the arachnids with all the with all the swinging sides that I, I you know those the first ones that were introduced to those must be like the foot soldiers, and then you've yeah, got yeah the, right. Yeah, and then the big flamethrower beetles are probably more like the tanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. like those kind of, it's like you've got a hierarchy of bugs there.
1: I Yeah, that's very cool, Rob. Yes, I love that. Yeah. See, I like your view on things because you go places I don't necessarily think about. Oh, okay. So I would have thought yes. you would think about that. No, I was thinking about Rico.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I see you're still stuck on uh, Rico riding the bugs back.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> But then now I just want to say this. Do you remember the shot where like actually like Radic or Razic is actually like watching him do that? Do you remember that scene?
0: Yeah, and he he was like
1: super impressed. Yeah. I wrote down he was semi-hard. He was like <laughs> like like really entranced with the guy. <laughs> it was he was just like watching him. He's like mm. Yeah, he's like, I'm like, whoa, he's gonna light up a cigarette. Um but then after the fact, that's when. He actually makes the connection that Rico was his student. Really? Yes. He and doesn't. He doesn't recognize uh, no, Rico because okay. Rico. I forget what the comment was, but Rico makes a comment, and that's when Rasnick uh, Ra, uh, is it Rasnik does like this. Oh wait a minute! I know you, and that's when he makes him the corporal. Oh. He goes like, I'm going to need a squad leader. And then um, Ace is like, no, don't look at me. And Diz, and then he makes Diz the squad leader. Okay.
0: I thought that he had oh remembered his student. So I was running along the, that line of thinking.
1: Yeah, no, that's when it clues in. Okay. But I'm like, were you seriously? And I don't know if he was going to or not, but like, I'm like, were you seriously going to offer Ace the position over Diz, the person who got you kind of where you are now? You moron! Yeah, I know. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Um, and then so now we got night, and they're basically celebrating, and uh, they got their beer and everything. And this is also where uh, Ace gets his really cool plexiglass neon violin. I love that
0: violin.
1: Yeah, that was pretty cool. And then of course, in typical Rico fashion, Diz asks him to dance, but he's like, "No,
0: don't make me pull rank on you."
1: Yeah, and then uh, in a word of advice. Mr. Ironside, uh, Razzachek says, you know, never pass up a good thing.
0: Yeah, and of course, that snaps Rico out of his stupor. I mean,
1: right. seriously. Yeah, exactly. hmm exactly. And then here we get, which I'm imagining is probably one of your, maybe second favorite scenes of the movie. Where oh, and-
0: okay, yeah, the, uh, the Rico Diz lovemaking scene. I actually thought that was a tender moment, but I also... Um, I thought it was kind of messed up because it's like it took that long for him to realize that, you know, maybe Diz was the sure thing.
1: And so let's break this down, can we? OK, yeah, sure. So they're in bed and he's got his shirt off and her shirt is actually only revealing her lips.
0: Oh, yeah, it was kind of like the Spider-Man kiss. Yes. And he's teasing like, her. He He's like getting close to her lips, but they're not. She wants to kiss him so bad, but he's he keeps pulling away like she's got bad breath
1: or something. But I'm also like, you're covering the rest of her face, only exposing her mouth.
0: Mm, okay, I see what you're getting at.
1: Do you see it? So I'm like, are you? is it more like, you know, I don't really want you. I'd rather have Carmen. So this is kind of a way of like making out with like a faceless woman. Right. See, I didn't even think of that. I just wondered that. I'm not saying I'm right. I just wondered that. Yeah. Um, no, I like the, I like where
0: you're going with it, because I that is not even something I was thinking. I just thought he was being a tease.
1: Well, then later, because she says, I love you, Johnny. And much like Carmen, he does not respond.
0: Nope. He just looks at her and smiles. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then, of
1: course, they're getting ready to, to head back out. And so raz uh, Razak Razak. Just call him Ironsides. Yeah, Ironsides <laughs> pops in and, you know, Diz freaks out and covers herself up. So we got, you know, Casper laying there at Rico and, uh, you know, uh, Ironsides, they ask him, he's like, who's that in there with you? And then she kind of peeks out because he's like, we're leaving in 10 minutes. And she peeks out. And he's like, make that 20.
0: Yeah. And then uh, uh, Johnny Rico gets all excited. He's like, we can do that in 20.
1: But now how different would that have played out if the covers would have come down and it would have been ace? <laughs> would he have given him more time or less time? Would that would be have like, been some shame. To- five minutes.
0: It's like, uh, <laughs> hmm, I, I don't support your decision, but
1: you know, yeah. Was it don't ask, don't tell, or would you have been like, eh, take 40 minutes guys. Or would he have joined in? Maybe you would have zipped <laughs> it up behind. We don't know. <laughs> so, all right. So, um, we got the troops outside and the rocks are starting to kind of like just kind of fall from the cliffs.
0: Yeah, and and we get a glimpse of a, a new breed, I guess. Um yeah. And
1: we and I and I love these are the foot up.
0: soldiers with wings.
1: Right. Well, because the guy's like, I'm not getting really good reception on <laughs> his like walking. They're like, climb to a higher part of the ground, just go up higher. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love that that you're you know, you're in the military and you're supposed to be aware of everything around you, but yet you're you're still kind of dumb.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, of course, like Rob was saying, the guy's attacked by now a flying bug. Uh, but the bug doesn't get a chance to finish his job.
0: No, I think that the bug was going to take it as a prisoner because notice how gingerly it was holding that guy. You know, it, yeah, uh-huh. it didn't I, hit any vital parts of the body.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it still doesn't get a chance to finish because uh, uh, Mr. Ironside just shoots the guy.
0: Yeah. And he's like, (laughs) I hope any one of y'all would do that for me if I was in the same situation.
1: Yeah. So surprise, surprise, Rico is promoted to sergeant now. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you get your promotions. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Well, now, and what's so interesting about this is I'm just going to just go here, just really super quick um so it's basically called like a hero's journey and it's it's it basically starts with like virgil's odyssey and it's basically how a person goes from like just being your normal person and like it it progresses to where they become like a, a a super being better than they were before whatever and it's like done time and time again um uh, the author Joseph Campbell makes reference to this, but basically this is almost like a, like the 12 step program of like Rico becoming a hero. It's like basically taking the Odyssey and making it starship Troopers. Yeah. And that's really what this is. This is basically this one person's journey to becoming a hero.
0: And for that, I mean, I, I do applaud the, the writers and everything because it's not like the yeah. movies of today where people are just you know some are born with greatness and others have greatness thrust upon them kind of thing where it's just like you know he's he's actually going through a lot of hardship and he's learning along the way he wasn't born with these skills and he's still kind of dumb um and yes, it's but just, he's also yeah yeah he's but he's like you know he's learning from his mistakes and he's becoming stronger through the hardships that he's going through
1: but he's also bumbling through it it's almost like by idiot luck <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know what i mean <laughs> some of it yeah and others like <laughs> i don't know i think it's just like where you um like they say the the person who's the hero is not the one who runs away from the fire, but the one who runs toward the fire to, like, save other people. And, like, I think of Rico as that kind of idiot.
1: Except he'd be running towards the fire because he thought that, like, Connie was in <laughs> dragon, like, swore. <laughs> you got a point there.
0: <laughs> She's oh, naked anyway. in the
1: fire there. Right, exactly. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> So that's when they actually uh they make it to the compound and it's just littered with all those dead bodies.
0: <laughs> oh man, another another bucket of gore scene right oh, there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But this is also where we get the uh big reveal that the bugs are actually kind of using soldiers like capricents. Yeah.
0: Now did they Okay, so the general was saying something about it got in his brain and made him do those things. So it was basically the entire thing was a setup.
1: So, yeah, so, yeah, basically, okay, so what happens, they're in there, they see all these dead people, but they see one particular one with a gigantic ass, like, hole in the top of his skull. And And Ironsides puts his fingers
0: in there, Yeah.
1: (laughs) And then licks him. I'm like, you would not do that.
0: Um, (laughs) Like he's like, he's uh, gutting. I was going to say watermelon, but why the hell would you gut a watermelon? (laughs) He's gutting a pumpkin.
1: (laughs) Oh, and what I love, we totally forgot this part, but like, you know, earlier we see he's got no arm, but now he's got this like mechanical, like robotic appendage. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. So yes. So this, this, um, general Owen, basically he, (laughs) Was it cowardice? Was it really like so he could like wait for someone to come save him to tell him what was happening? You know, we don't know. But he basically was hiding inside this like <laughs> freezer fridged yeah. locker kind of thing. He pops out um, and he's like giving them kind of like this exposition how they the bugs are actually staying ahead of everyone because they're using this like kind of like brain sucking technique to gather information From their enemies, which is the humans.
0: Yeah. And you can Um, tell that General's been through some shit, man. He was all kinds of crazy.
1: That General has been through some shit because that's Marshall Bell, who is Coach Schneider from Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Did you ever see that? Of course I did.
0: I've seen all the Nightmare movies.
1: I owe that man so much money. He was the one who was tied up and spanked in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) He has a special place in my heart. But anyway, he's not doing so well in this movie. He's clearly seen a lot and he's kind of on the verge of a breakdown, I would say.
0: Yeah. He's out of his mind here.
1: He is out of his mind, out of his mind. Um, But basically they decide that they're going to hold down the compound and they're going to go up on the little, like, what was it? Like catwalk basically and take their positions up there. Mm -hmm. And then they
0: see, yeah, they see that like the foot soldiers are just swarming that place.
1: Swarming. And they realize that the, oh, they realized the compound was attacked from below too, because they see that like giant hole. Yeah. the
0: And the, um, and there was a tremendous foreshadowing at the beginning of that scene uh, because actually Rico picks up one of the dead bugs that had come
1: out from under the floor. Yes, correct. Yes, you're right. Yep. Yes. Yep. You're right about that. 100%. Yep. Um, but the, I don't know about you, but like the whole thing just seemed incredibly hopeless to me. Cause you got the, the big giant bugs, You got the other bugs are basically like just like tearing the post apart from the outside. Yeah. There's there's nowhere to go. You're pretty
0: much fucked.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, it's just bad and they need help. Um, Then they then they basically realize that what the bugs have been doing is instead of distress calls going out, the bugs have been intercepting them and basically saying everything's fine.
0: Yeah. And that makes me wonder if, like, when the first Sky Marshal had to step down, like, earlier on in the film. Yes. What, did they have bad intelligence that sent them to that planet for for all totally. those
1: soldiers to get slaughtered? Totally. Totally. They totally did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't doubt that at all. I totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Totally. I, I totally believe that. Totally. Yeah. So, luckily, the little small ship arrives, and then Xander jumps out with his gun. xander's Um, gun yep and i don't care about xander's gun um and then of course it's being piloted by one and only carmen
0: of course the only one crazy enough to uh drop a ship in the in the shit Mm
1: -hmm, exactly exactly and uh i love the scene where the two guys are still up on the the catwalk and they jump down but don't even make it to the ground
0: no they get fried
1: Yeah, yeah And because then, of course, that giant beetle man exactly and of course like you know Rico's just about ready to get hurt um but then Diz saves him but then gets double stabbed i wanted to cry i know she gets double stabbed not, not it's like adding insult to injury yep yeah. And then so, of course, they've got her on board, but she's not going to make it. And she's like, Johnny, I'm dying. And he's like, what? Carmen's on board. What, what, what you <laughs> she's like, I uh, l- 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 love you, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, it's all right, because I got to have you. I'm like, oh, my God. I know that
0: that is so fucking sad that right there. That, uh, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So I can die happy now because we had sex. Yeah. Goodbye, right. cruel world.
1: Exactly. I'm like, no, he didn't even care about you. You were a rebound pound.
0: <laughs> I, I don't think, yeah, he she felt so strongly for him, but I think it was just like um, you know, he's like, Yeah, we're probably gonna die. So
1: yeah. Like, right. Yeah, yeah, I don't think there was any kind of real feelings there whatsoever. No, like he like, I think if I think if like Carmen showed up outside that tent and been like you know what xander's away for the weekend and he'd been like out of that bed so quick
0: <laughs> i i <laughs> you
1: believe you. you really don't think he cared for her
0: no not in the but way that he, she cared for
1: him most definitely no, not at all he did not deserve disney no um so then basically he gives the command to uh, blast planet p uh but we get the female flight commander saying that that's a negative because there's other plans for uh, planet p
0: Yes, and they find out that there might be a brain bug on mm-hmm. on the planet,
1: and then we get the full military service funeral for Diz and her casket shot out into space.
0: I love uh, visions of Star Trek: Wrath of Khan.
1: Khan,
0: <laughs> I mean, that's what I thought—just a Spock's body being shot out oh. into space. You know? Yeah, exactly.
1: Oh, poor Diz. Poor I know, Diz.
0: man. Like, Diz was oh. one of my favorite characters. I absolutely loved her. And just to see her go out like that, and that made me very
1: sad. Well, welcome to my world, because now you know how I felt when Be- Breckenridge got shot in the head.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> I see how it is. The
1: emotions are real. I know um, that. And then all of a sudden, Nazi Carl enters the picture. Oh shit! You thought that too? Okay. When I saw that, very purposeful. Yeah, I'm sure that the costuming was not. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, now we have Carl, Enrico, and Carmen all reunited. Yeah, the three friends from high school. Yeah, and then Carl's like, "Well, that's okay because the mission had a low uh, survival expectancy anyway."
0: (laughs) And then he's like, "We're so you sent us in there knowing that a lot of us were going to die." We're doing this for the survival of the species, ladies and gentlemen. And so mm-hmm. he's just like,
1: yeah. And uh, then the surprise and shock, Rico gets lieutenant. Oh yeah, that's he, Another promotion. Yeah, he's moving on up. He is. I won't sing any more of that. I don't want to be Um <laughs> So now um, we get Rico and Ace, and they got, and they now have a whole, uh, new, fresh set of boot camp soldiers.
0: Yeah, and, and they're they're
1: like, why are these kids so young? <laughs> Since well, just got out of boot camp. Yep, and now it's Rico's Roughnecks, and he of course imparts the wonderful line: "If you don't do your job, I'll kill you." Yep, and they're in search, like you said, for a smart bug. Smart bug. And we get the ever pos- uh, ever awesome plasma plast from space. Plasma blast. Wait, help me. I'm crap. <laughs> Asthma blast from space. Yeah, did you say asthma blast? I think I may have.
0: I the ass <laughs> like, blast
1: from space. Like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so they they need evasive action quickly, uh, and that's when uh, I cannot say this woman's name. Is that I the
0: one that, that cuts cut 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 the, cut
1: cut cut. the ship in half? Yeah, it sure is. Okay. So, doctor, or no, not doctor, Captain Deladier. I cannot say that woman's name. I'm not it's, even going to try to pronounce that. Brenda Strong. Yeah, Brenda. Yeah, anyway, Good old yeah, Brenda. So, so the 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 officer above uh, Xander and uh, Carmen, she's telling them that they need to uh, get the heck out of Dodge. But of course, a giant uh, a hole gets shot into the ship, and sucks <laughs> people out, and it's torn in two.
0: <laughs> Green plasma just kind of melts the entire exactly, ship.
1: Exactly, exactly. So they cannot make it to warp speed. And they're all like running around like chickens with their heads cut off. And the, that's when the poor captain is pinned uh, by the door.
0: Oh, yeah, that, that's that's got to be a painful way to go. Right oh, there.
1: yeah. You know what? And they do that in a lot of movies. And I always think that's got to hurt like heck. <laughs> oh, anyway, so Xander and Carmen basically leave her because she's dead. Uh, and they get just the two of them get separated from everybody else on board that ship. And they make it to like a little escape pod. Yeah, that is so weird. Yeah, and they... Uh, well, wh- I want to know, where did they get the little cat in the container? That orange tabby. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's from but, Aliens, man. <laughs> or Alien. <laughs> yeah. Don't leave Jonesy. Anyway, I'm sorry. Um, and so they're going to basically book it down to the planet where the roughnecks are. Yeah. They get kind of... they. Uh, Rico kind of gets Carmen's distress signal, but he can't quite make it out. But they're like... And what bad luck to land, like, right in the middle of a nest. I know, and they sure did. They crash land in that little, like, what, bug villa, I guess you would call it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, and now I'm like, you know there are bugs everywhere, and she's just, like, talking. It's like someone on their cell phone in the middle of, like, Kmart. I mean, she's just carrying on a conversation as loud as she can be on the radio. <laughs> it's like, I got my nails done, and my hair is kind of a mess. And I know there might be bugs. She's like talking. I'm like, shh, shh be quiet. She's like, just <laughs> shut
0: up. Radio, Radio silence. Radio silence.
1: All right, all right. So she's talking to Rico really loud. And Xander's like got a knife. And he's getting guns out of the back of the pod. And uh, and then she sees the bugs. And she's like, the situation is extremely hostile. And I'm like, think. <laughs> and, then, and then Xander, poor Xander gets pinned by the leg. And she gets it like pinned like through the shoulder basically but they're not killed they're no just they positive.
0: want they want the information <laughs> yep,
1: exactly. uh but then all of a sudden rico just cancels the order to retrieve uh the two of them and they just head off on their own mission the way they were supposed to be doing it
0: yeah mm-hmm. and it's, and it's, oh, has, oh go ahead oh no i was just thinking where it's like he stops being like kind of a bumbling idiot in that point right there, and is like, okay, the mission is more important.
1: See, I thought he was just like, oh, I bet Xander's with or never mind. <laughs> Maybe uh, you might be right. <laughs> um, now, real quick, so the little bugs that show up, the little teeny tiny ones, yeah, they look like stink bugs to me. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they do. Ones?
0: They look like uh, giant
1: stink bugs. Yeah, that's got nothing to do with anything. I just wanted to say that. Um,
0: and they, are they also carrying the big blob? uh, I thought um, they were too. Like they were transport almost. That's what I was, because I did see that the big brain bug did have legs, but it seemed to me like the other bugs were carrying it.
1: Yeah. I thought so too. I thought so too.
0: Okay. I didn't want to be the only one thinking. I also
1: remember, I'm pretty sure that in the, like when I first saw it. That I got, there were, there were bug ass, but this time it was cropped. So I couldn't see the bug, butt. (laughs) They cropped our film again. I'm so mad. Um, So the troops enter the caverns and this is where Rico, they're like, you know, if if you break orders and go to to look for her now, that's, that's a major offense. And Rico's like, you're right. I'm going to send you guys actually following the mission. I'm going to go in search of Carmen because you know there's a chance I might get laid. Yeah, uh-uh. like, you know, and we, like we might just, we, we might have
0: that. sex while uh, the brain bug yeah. is watching.
1: Exactly, <laughs> with his proboscis. Yeah. Um, so Ace, and then what was it? Watkins? Is that what you said? Uh, yeah, Watkins. Yep. Yeah, and they head off with Rico down one cavern. Um, uh, uh, like what? Uh, what would you call it? Like a entrance or whatever tunnel? Tunnel. That's yeah. what the word. About. Tunnel. And they, they, while the other, the troops actually head off the other way. Yep. In search of Carmen. Yeah. And, and then, uh,
0: they they find her all right, but not before uh, poor Xander gets his brain sucked out of his head.
1: Yes. And before that, though, he sneakily hands a knife to Carmen. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, I thought, you dumbass. Why didn't Why you did just keep that? Yeah, because yeah, she you could have done the same thing Carmen did, but right. no, he did it to her.
0: So you spit on the bug thinking that's going to like cause it some harm. And he's like, one day my race is going to wipe out yours. <laughs> and the bug's probably like, uh, whatever,
1: I'm going to suck your brain out anyway. So in my mind, before they crashed, I'm pretty sure she turned to him and smiled and said, I'd really like a knife.
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> my birthday's coming up you know yeah, and i've I had my eye on this one knife i'd give anything for a knife
1: <laughs> <laughs> but anyway i have that a pointy proboscis protruding from a bug pierces xander's skull sucking his brain out like a capri sun that's a lot of peas a uh, pointy you know, proboscis pierced i love alliteration, <laughs> yeah, I love alliteration. Yeah. anyway and then turns on carmen I'm honestly surprised she just didn't smile at it, and the bug would back away.
0: I know, right? <laughs> She's with those, with those. Uh, does she have blue
1: eyes, or are, are they blue? I almost thought they were auburn. I don't know. Let me click on her picture. I'll be honest with you. I love Denise Richardson. I know I'm teasing her, but I love the woman to death. I don't it's blue, still blue eyes. Oh they're like, yeah,
0: they're kind of gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, but I don't like her as a blonde. To me, she's always like she she have dark hair. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Better as a brunette. Yeah. Most definitely. But
1: yeah, I just picture her smiling at the bug and then all of a sudden she like rides out on the bug. (laughs) She she becomes the new queen (laughs) of the hive. Yeah. She's like, where the hell did she get a a tiara? And like all the other bugs are like you know, like doing her bidding and everything. And like another bug's like doing her nails while she's out there. Yes. (laughs) It's okay. She just
0: bats those baby blues at the (laughs) bugs and, and they bow to her every whim.
1: <laughs> and then Rico runs up to save her, and she's like, No, I kind of got a thing with this big bug. It's like,
0: he's got a much bigger proboscis than you, right? You
1: understand, don't you?
0: <laughs> I do. I hope we can still be friends,
1: right? And the bug just like slimes over him, like away. <laughs> but no, none of this is canon. We just made this all up. What actually happens is she uses the knife that dumbass Xander gave her to cut off the probiscus of the smart bug. Yeah. So why didn't Xander just do that? I don't know. But did you not think asshole after the probiscus was gone? Because it just looked like a giant, like rosebudding asshole to me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I did not think that. I just like Oh, you didn't? Because I'm like. We're looking at a butthole now. It's a butthole. <laughs> I just thought that the that thing
0: really, you would think it would have been more precise because like when you get a mosquito bite, you know, it's, yeah. uh, it's pretty precise and it doesn't leave a big gaping wound. Uh, right. But this thing just like cracked his head open and it was like a hammer and a nail on a coconut.
1: Now also, she saw that coming towards Xander's head. Yeah, but she couldn't do anything. No, because she was too busy filing her nails. <laughs> um, I'd like to help. Anyway, um, so she cuts that off. The bug freaks out and retreats, obviously. Mm, <laughs> On and- my notes,
0: I have she Lorena did the brain bug.
1: <laughs> oh, very good. She <laughs> sure did. Not making fun of Lorena Bobbitt because if you are being harassed or sexually abused in any way, you should definitely stand up for yourself. I'm not making light of Lorena it But she sure did cut that thing right off. Yep. <laughs> uh, anyway. She's like, you're not putting that in me. No, no. Um, and then, uh, so that's when Rico and Diz and Ace and Watkins show up. And uh, then all of a sudden, she's kind of like, fine. Like, I mean, you've got a big ass bug thing through your shoulder, but she seems to be doing Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. walk it off. You're fine. Yeah, Carmen's good. She is good. Um, she's hardy stock, I think. Um, it, but and they and then Rico's got the nuclear weapon thing, you know, the bomb thing he could throw. Um, but they still want the bug alive.
0: Yeah, so he the uh, the bug does back off
1: to its uh, credit, you know. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's out of there. Um, and so they're trying to stave off the bugs as best as they can, but it's not looking so hot because it's just four of them with guns against all these guys. Yeah, and Watkins. Doesn't make it out so well. He actually gets plunged. I know. I was
0: like, how are you going to do Father Gabriel like that, man? God but, damn it. he.
1: <laughs> but she's fine, but he's not so fine. No. Anyway, so again, in my notes, I have thank you, African-American soldier, for sacrificing your life to save three white people.
0: <laughs> not just three regular old white people, but three pretty white people.
1: Pretty white people. Well, <laughs> two white people in abusey. Let's be honest. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Two white I people and a horse. I'm just joking. <laughs> Cake, I love you. Anyway, but yeah, so he, like, sacrifices himself by blowing himself in the hive basically up with this yeah. nuke. And that was a uh, big-ass
0: nuke. I mean, that, it seemed to do, like, that was the same kind of nukes that they had used several times before in the film, but this one seemed to do a whole lot more damage.
1: Exactly. Oh, yeah, a whole lot more. Exactly. So is the three escaping their little tunnel they see all the troops outside celebrating and the brain bug has indeed been captured and i love how carl can tell that it's afraid i'm like no shit motherfucker it's things been cut off and it's in a net i'd be afraid (laughs) too
0: (laughs) oh man but that's the part where i got to see him in full regalia and like that was totally a Nazi uniform and yeah and then
1: like, I like how yeah and then Rico clues and he's like, did you tell me okay because like Rico has this like moment where he's like I'm gonna go down this tunnel and
0: ah yes
1: like, yeah you tell me where to go Carl and he's like that's yeah. classified and I, right and he's like how many times did you get in my mind and make me think of you when I was masturbating <laughs> <laughs> thousands of turns away um, but yeah and then oh man. Find out that the person that actually captured the bug was none other than the self-demoted instructor instructors. Yes. Drill Sergeant Sim, Mr. Clancy fucking Brown. Yep, exactly. Yep,
0: And he's like, uh, and, uh, Rico goes to him. He's like, thank you, Sergeant. He's like,
1: actually it's private. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, it's no secret. Everyone knows that you did it. What? <laughs> What's private. Um, and then we get our last federation uh, propaganda and they talk about the painful brain, painful brain probing. <laughs> the the, the painful butt the probing. and <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. pretty much. I'm telling you people. And then uh, they're saying they got the chips and the weapons, but they need more soldiers.
0: Yeah. And did you see that gigantic, uh, um, What what's that called when... Uh, damn it. Like uh, when a woman goes to a gynecologist and they put those things inside of her to the open phyceps? her up. Yes. And they put yeah. them inside of the brain bugs th- yes. uh, in the yeah. hole.
1: <laughs> no. Poor boss. Right in the hole, man. Right. And then they're talking about the, your, your service again guarantees your citizenship. Yep. And let's keep fighting together to make things safe.
0: And then uh, it says like uh, you can join Rico's Roughnecks or something. And he's like, come on, you apes, do you want to live forever? Exactly. And yeah. that
1: is the end of our film.
0: Yeah. It's like, I was sad that it ended like that because, I mean, rest in peace, Diz Flores, man.
1: I know. She's just floating out somewhere in space. Yeah. With Jonesy.
0: Still still thinking about Johnny Rico and that one night of passion that they had.
1: No, no. No, you mean the 20 minutes in the afternoon really quick. Oh, I mean, well, yes, it, it yes. Did yeah, the, sorry. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> she didn't even get, like, a whole night of that. No, she
0: she got 20 minutes of passion, yeah. I
1: know, which <laughs> makes it even the more sad that, like, that meant that much to her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, poor so, Diz. Like,
0: she had been waiting all through Diz. high school just, just for that moment.
1: Oh, God. Poor girl. Poor she Diz, man. Mm. So, anyway, that aside, did you like the movie, Rob? I love this movie.
0: And I'm not just saying that, you know, to make you happy. (laughs) No, this since upon first seeing it, this has been one of my favorite films and it will forever be one of my favorites. I mean, like I said, when this came out and I saw it for the first time, I immediately bought it on VHS and then I proceeded to watch it almost every single day.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I love this. I love this movie so much, too. And I, it stands up. I mean, the effects are top notch. It's amazing how good this thing still looks.
0: Agreed. There are some movies that age so terribly, mm-hmm.
1: but Except this one. CGI movies.
0: Oh yeah. Yep. But this one, it still looks as good as the day it came out.
1: I'm looking at you, I Spider. I Spider. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> but No, it's, it's, and it's, um still very topical
0: yeah especially now more so like with the current climate that we live in yeah
1: yeah i mean sadly i think it will probably probably always be topical which is sad but right. i mean still very relative um and i uh, for what he wanted i mean you can make fun of them but i think it's perfectly cast because it is portraying what he wanted to portray with right the actors, Yep. you know uh, I know I teased everybody but I I love uh, Denise Richards. Um I Casper, he's perfectly Casper what it, you know, what he's asked to do. Um I I love Jake. He's great. Um Diz <laughs> did not disappear off the face of the earth. Right. There's she we just kind of, of forgot
0: what she was in. That's all.
1: Yeah. And uh Neil Patrick, God love him. He's openly out and proud and still doing stuff and Michael Ironside could do no wrong in my book. Um you know God rest Rue. Um, there's just lots of really good actors. Uh, the script is super tight. Um, I have, I really have zero complaints with, well, other than I wanted full graphic communal shower scenes. <laughs> <other than that, laughs> they I had to no crop complaint. it out. God damn them. Yeah, I know. I know. Way to ruin my life. Yeah. Um, but no, I have zero complaints with this movie. And seriously, people, if you say that sci-fi is not your thing, I really think there's enough like gore in this to... Uh, uh, appeal to a horror fan. I sincerely do. I'm not just saying that to get you to watch it.
0: No, the, the, it's uh, it is filled with gore. Mm-hmm. It's gory. Yeah, yeah goryfic. I like that. Yeah, it's pretty fun, folks. And I will agree with you on the cast. I mean, this was top-notch casting. Uh, all very accomplished actors here, and like everybody does their job great.
1: And it, you don't get like a lot of downtime. There's uh, the story is pretty much conveyed. While the action is going on, right, it's constantly moving along. Yep. Yeah. So if you're one of those people who don't want to listen to a lot of exposition, you know, you're not going to have that really with this one. You're you're going to get a lot of action. Yeah,
0: I highly doubt you would get bored with this movie because the the pacing of it is pretty quick and you can always catch up with it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, and Matt Levin is Kitten Kitten Smith. I just want to make sure I get that out there because uh, you should not just be known only as Kitten. I want to give due to the man who. Kitten. I'll forever call uh, him Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Or, or an unknown Russell. Uh. Uh, so, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, and you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, Rob, but I think that people should be getting uh, all their black candles together and some salt in preparation for our next episode, which is going to be the craft. Isn't That's that
0: right. We will be drawing down the moon next week as we visit the craft.
1: Mhm. I'm so excited for that one.
0: Oh man. I am excited to, like there's so many good movies in the 90s, man.
1: Oh there are. I mean not that I'm just in the 80s and we'll return to the 80s, but yeah, we're just kind of on a roll with the uh, things that we had wanted to talk about.
0: Yeah. And yeah. uh
1: and then the as it does with
0: us apparently, like there are just movies that both of us love equally and the craft is among them.
1: Oh yeah. Yes, exactly. And Striptease with Demi Moore. <laughs> um, Dance with
0: I, I remember I watched that exclusively to see Demi take her clothes off did you really? yeah but I she cheated me
1: yeah she did she made a lot of people unhappy with that one
0: <laughs> I'll give her a pass though because I was young and horny so
1: I'm no longer young
0: <laughs> but you're still horny <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, you know, you can't blame a guy for trying. Uh. (laughs) Uh, So if you would like to reach us, uh, we are always available to be um, interacted with on Instagram at the just at Midnight Mass Preacher Cast.
0: Yes. Or if you are feeling feisty and you want to send us an email, that is at MMCCpod at gmail.com. Give us a holler. We would love to hear from you. Let us know your horror recommendations or even sci-fi recommendations that we may have
1: missed. Yeah, something that you feel is a creature or a monster film, we are all down to watch it, seriously.
0: Hells to the yes.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, except for virus. Um. (laughs) (laughs) But if it's RoboCop, we'll watch it. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. And, uh, so, uh, hopefully if you are still sticking with us, we appreciate your support. Uh, if you would not mind t- to give us a like and a follow on Apple iTunes, that really does help us get discovered.
0: Yeah. And, uh, definitely rate the show. If you enjoy it, rate it five stars, uh, write a little few sentences, let us know why you liked it, what you like about it. You know, that kind of thing. Cause that really helps us out too.
1: Sexy, erotic, you know whatever terms you want to use to describe us.
0: Yeah. Uh, If you're really a big fan of Mark's uh, photo with the jack-o'-lantern,
1: you know, you can just uh, let him know about that. (laughs) Exactly. And uh, hopefully you are watching, not watching. I don't know what you'd be watching. That'd be creepy. Um, Hopefully you're listening to this on your Friday, either in the, uh, you know, your your, uh, work day or on your ride home or something like that, or just relaxing after a work day. But we hope that you are uh, on your way to a wonderful weekend. That's right. And we thank you for listening.
0: I mean, we really appreciate you.
1: Very much. And we hope you keep it spooky. And the more, the scarier. Exactly. The more, the scarier. All right, Rob. It has been a pleasure again talking Starship Troopers with you. I think it's time that we uh, get undressed and hit the showers.
0: Yes, that's correct.
1: All right. We'll see you guys later. (laughs)